Hello and welcome to The One One. I'm BJ Ryan. Episode 82 is sponsored by Betfair. Don't bet harder, bet smarter at Betfair. It's a chilly old morning in Perth, Western Australia, but the heaters are on in One One HQ. And it's a pleasure to once again be teaming up with the Perth racing guru, Terry Layton. G'day, Terry. G'day, BJ. Been a few uh, chilly mornings this week, hasn't there? How do we? How does Perth go handling a cold snap? Oh, it's uh, yeah, we battle. I think it's not. Uh, we're not used to this so much, are we? One thing I uh, <laughs> one thing that surprised me is when doing me uh, my form for the Wednesday and the Thursday on the Monday and the Tuesday because there was no more rain coming. It was only a soft six at the time. I allowed for a good four, thinking oh, it'll dry out two yeah. days without rain and. Geez, the uh, the cool conditions have kept the track at um at a soft six. So always learning. A bit like the washing on the line, yeah. Yeah, yeah the washing on the line has to sit there for about three weeks till it's dry. So I haven't worn I haven't worn fresh jocks in about a month, <laughs> BJ. Not not a, not a good person to be around at the minute. Well, you'll be able to afford to buy some uh, fresh jocks, Terry. Congratulations! Another winner last week. Material witness. That was good. Ah, the witness. Yeah, no, he uh, he did well. He did well. At least he. The main thing was he got round uh, uh, happily and safely. And um, what was the? Did he parade well and did all that? All yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no problems this time around. Yeah. So, um, yeah, they think there was an issue. He got spooked um, when he was meant to go around Wednesday, a couple of Wednesdays ago. He got yeah. spooked with the handler standing in the wrong spot, or they came up with a reason why it occurred. It was yep. just a momentary lapse for a horse that is a bit. Lighty, um, but no, going well. I think he's going to have one more start before he um, before he uh, heads to the paddock. But it's uh, yeah, it's been a good prep actually. Mm. I think he's had uh, five starts for three wins, two seconds. Yeah, got a handy horse on your on your hands there. Yeah. I think he's going to be all right. Yeah, material witness. No. declared by Fraser Hay, our reigning uh, WA Racing Mastermind champion. So yep. Fraser got the better of uh, Kieran on the uh, Mastermind and on the tip as well because Kieran was a Brooklyn Pier man. Yes, that's correct. Um, yep. Clearly, Kieran just looked at the data without actually uh, using his brain at all. G'day, Kieran. How are you? Hello, <laughs> Kev. I'm just going to fire some shots early here, I reckon. Um, but, uh, yeah, anyway, speaking of the pun, it's a good card today. Mm. Like this one. So the guru has uh, has said that he's, just, he's really keen to flex his muscles at Pinjarra this afternoon and uh, as a result I think we're going to keep this opening to the 1-1 one, one short and sharp and, and I think and also the Strickland Stakes down Saturday gee there's some that's what I meant by that, that's, oh, the, that, card. that's, that's the, the card that's the card I was talking about sorry yeah Saturday is just a, a cracking card to, to dissect and discuss and um, yeah so we might need to stretch out our preview yeah <laughs> that's, a, that's a joke that's yeah. a joke yeah Three hours. Yeah, um, three and a half. Before we, before we get moving, uh, congratulations to the Cup Night combo, Patrick Carberry, yeah. Bernie Miller, She's a Charmer. Uh, they knew there was plenty of money for her on the day. Yeah. Well ridden and uh, got the job done in uh, last Saturday's feature, the Belmont Guineas. Should Pike have been um, asked the question? I'm not, I'm not saying he did anything wrong, but should Pike have been asked the question why he went forward? Stewart's question tactics. Should that have occurred? I, I think so. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Madness at. Dark Assault jumps last from the widest gate, a horse that's been settling rearward, the majority of it starts bustled to get outside the speed and there's not a question asked. I just ask the question. I know the answer will be dog shit and it'll be absolutely nothing in response. It'll be a nothing answer, but um, well, you've got to announce tactics if you're going to go for it. Didn't win the, what was that, 
uh, country championship or provincial championships by going back and running yep. on. So it's not like it has an established pattern of that style of racing. No, so exactly. I, I just thought it was uh, maybe Pikey was just like, well, bugger this, I'm not going to sit three wide, no cover, I'll just press on. And, well, you know. look, I, I thought that Pike would look for a spot midfield. I think he would have been sharp enough to know that if he goes back to last, he's not out sprinting, he shoots a charm. And if he goes, uh, just a question should have been asked, that's all. If questions are going to be asked in other situations, I feel like one should have been asked there as to why that occurred. Maybe I'm salty because Billy Ain't Silly was uh, an important result. Do you know, I was alive for 89 times the quaddy. Well, I would not alive, I would have got the quaddy 89 times if Billy had a one. Plus, I had a good crack at it. So, mm. disappointing. It was a good day besides Billy. It was a reasonable day besides punted Billy. Well. Um, yeah, punted well, but there was a lot hinging on the Billy. On, uh, on the Billy, Billy and unfortunately, uh, Terry was silly to uh, not put She's a Charmer in, clearly. Mm. But yeah, all, all credit goes to uh, She's a Charmer, uh, Paddy Carberry, and Bernie Miller. They do a tremendous job with their their small team, don't they? And, oh, uh, they do. and she's a she's a nice little filly and going to win a stack of races. And uh, she's more than paid her way. And good on them, my old T-ball coach, Bernie Miller. Did you really? Know yeah. Where'd you play? What do you Second mean? baseman or? Uh, yeah, everywhere. Just uh, everywhere? Yeah, oh, just I guess pl you... plug and play, just yeah. wherever I was needed. This wasn't professional T-ball, was it? You didn't have like a specific position. You went shortstop. Ascot Angels. Oh, the Ascot Angels. Yeah. Yeah, right. Ascot Angels. I don't mind that actually. Do you yeah. have a cool logo, couple of A's? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was pretty, it was pretty, uh, it was when, uh, it was peak T-ball days. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I have to organise a um, the podcast game of table. Perhaps <laughs> you think about it, table is a real peasantry sport, isn't it? Like the ball sitting on a tee for you. Like it's, I know you play kids. it when you're ten. I know it's for kids, mm. but jeez, it's still it's still hard to hit sometimes. So yeah, it is. It, it is. Yeah, yeah. I had I had a tough time. I got a third base once. Yeah, yeah. I should tell you about my tee ball days later as well. <laughs> 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 All right. <laughs> what else have we? Uh, you like that one? <laughs> yeah. As Terry said, it's a big day coming up on Saturday, so I think we should get started. It's time to partner with Betfair and preview Strickland Stakes Day. BJ Ryan, Terry Layton, we are recording the 1-1, your West Australian Racing Podcast. It's just after 10.30 a.m. on Thursday, the 24th of June. Pinjara racing today. Terry's very, Pinjara. very, very, very keen to get involved. Uh, Belmont, Port Hedland, this Saturday, and Broome. We've got a Broome meeting coming up mm. on Sunday. No Kalgoorlie? Uh, no Kalgoorlie. Occasionally, as a week off, I think they do sort of a two-on-one-off type schedule, a bit of a FIFO type of effort with the uh, the Kalgoorlie. So, does that mean you're going to be able to go to the football on Saturday? I, on Sunday, Sunday, I'll be at the footy. Yes, going to go and see the, the Dogs and the Eagles with all their ins. Um, big game, big game. It's a big game of football, big, isn't it? Love big game. Big game. Yeah, it is a big game of footy. Yeah, and no, I'm looking forward to a um, big game of footy. Lots of ins worries me. All the ins coming in at the same time, but. Um, uh, we'll back the back the boys, you know, back the lads in. Uh, at home, we should uh, we should be mighty hard to beat. Mm -hmm. um, so go you mighty eagles. Stay tuned throughout the show for info on how you can enter the Market City Meets Get Out Stakes competition. And don't forget our new look, Champs and Challenges edition of the Mundaring Hotels WA Racing Mastermind. Who have we got on today, BJ? Well, it's our carryover champion, Fraser Hay. He's hey. Got, he's <laughs> Fraser, the H train, as he's calling himself these days. The H train. <laughs> Is Fraser Garrick or something? <laughs> the Give me a spell. I like it. Uh, he's oozing confidence, and yeah, but he's coming up with one of the heavy hitters of uh, WA Racing yeah. uh, Media, Michael Heaton. Oh, big Mickey H. You're yeah. knocking off today, I reckon. The H clear favourite versus Big Mick. I, I'm just gonna. I'm not gonna call just a knockoff today. I'm gonna call a five week streak from Michael Heaton. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I reckon every week we've got to make it harder. Like you've got to try and make it harder and harder and harder. Yeah, okay. Mm. It's like climbing Everest. Just yeah, exactly. Yep. It's like, yeah, the, the, uh, the gladiators, like, yeah, the Vulcan. Yeah. The, uh, the travelator at the end. Yeah, the travelator at the end. Yes. I don't know where I'm going. Yeah. Now, but should, what, what's your market? 
Before? Uh, Heaton, $1.62. $1.62? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I reckon H Train would uh, would be backing himself. Yeah, he would have a, he would have something on, wouldn't he? Yeah. yeah well, it's it's a big it's a big game for him today because Lockie won two in a row. He's won two in a row, so this is for the outright streak. This yeah. is for this is for entrance, it's for good. current entrance to the uh, to the Guru end of season Christmas party. Yeah, the much uh, talked about, the much hyped. Mm. So there's a lot there's a lot oh, riding. There's plenty on. plenty riding on this. Yeah. All plenty, right. Plenty. There's a lot riding on a few results at Belmont on Saturday. By Certainly the way, Guru, we got the rail is out in the three meter position. The, the rain has dried up this week, but it's still been very chilly. And on um, this Saturday, we have a minimum of five degrees, a maximum of 20, mostly sunny though. So um, hopefully we are heading towards more of a four and a half, halfway between a four and a five maybe on, on Saturday. Yeah, there's no rain. It should be mm. a four really. They haven't raced at three metres, haven't raced at that pad with it being 18 and a, or 21 and a cutaway. Mm. Um, how hot was the cutaway yesterday? It was mm. incredible. That centre of the track was absolute quicksand. Yeah. Um, massive forgiveness when doing your So it was 20, was it 21 and a cutaway yesterday? Was it what? 20, sorry, 21 and a cutaway. Cut, yeah. 21 and a cutaway. Yeah, so, cutaway was so the 18 to the 21 was the, the hot. Hot patch there, is that right? Yeah, yeah massively. It cuts away mass- three metres. Massively, massively, massively. Yeah, it was uh, absolute quicksand out wide. A couple of really nice runs to uh, keep an eye on going forward down that pad. But um, yes, uh, back to the three. So nice and fresh pad, no rain for five days. I reckon you've got to be, it's got to be a good four by then, surely. Okay. Surely. Just on the bomb, Sunday while we're at the, at the, wet, at the footy, wet. Monday, wet. Tuesday, wet. Yeah, this is the chance of a thunderstorm. Got to have a good punt this week because next week we're going to be betting into possibly heavy tracks. Oof. You know, there's a bit of a lottery system. Don't mind a don't mind a heavy track at times, but uh, yeah, I reckon we've got to get Mate, a feel. I don't know. There's still I, I thought there was still a few lotteries at uh, Belmont on Saturday. Nah, there's but, nine. There's nine winners. I reckon. Oh, tipping the card, Guru. Race one, Jew. Free entry to Belmont Park play. I can't believe they're still doing the free entry. That's fantastic. They haven't, they haven't got an ATM machine to, uh, what do you call it? A FPOS machine, sorry, to, uh, to figure it out. And it's not, it's, we're living in a cashless society at the moment. Free yeah, entry. Man. How could you knock that back? Hopefully it's not a cashless society after the last of Belmont. I'm hoping there's a bit of cash around. And make sure you go and have a bet with Peter McCormick too. Yes, yes. Yeah. I, I wonder if uh, the guru is going to be throwing a tantrum post-race nine again on, nah, on we set ourselves for a couple of profies on uh, on Saturday, so no, I'm, I'm in for the I'm in for the long haul straight across. Anyone there? Come and have a beer. Got a few of us heading out there. I think McManus is heading out there. Not many moments this morning, unfortunately. Um, and a few of the other lads to watch uh, to watch watch the, Dig Deep, and the then Kings we're going to we're going to rock 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 across roll across to uh, the Campfield and watch. Uh, I uh, got a couple of Melbourne supporters with us, so watch the Melbourne Essendon game across the camp. Oh, that'd be just a good game. A, yeah, it should be. Just make a make a real day of it. Make sure I really, really do feel like a bag of uh, a bag of crap on Sunday. So yes, very good. So we better get started on this race. Hey Terry, race yeah. one, two odd race. There's some nice horses going around in this. There was there was actually the interesting thing was there was two divisions of the two odd race at Belmont on Wednesday, mm. and this has attracted another pretty full field as well. So it's good to see the two year old population are um, up and about at the moment, and it gives us quite an interesting race to kick things off. Certainly does. Um, just saying to note for everyone doing their form, well, we should discuss the the track pattern. Back to the three meters, they raced twenty one uh, as we mentioned before with the cutaway. So no. Uh, no wear and tear from what occurred on Wednesday. Um, no rain until Saturday, uh, and there is very minimal winds. So I think we can allow for a fair track, but um, if there's any chance of a bias, it's definitely more chance of being an on-speed rail bias than the not. Yeah. Um, I think that's a fair assessment. Yeah, 100%. Um, but if you're doing your replays, I just want to say, if you're doing your replays, uh, especially for a lot of these two-year-olds from the 14th BJ of uh, June, 
Um, it's the day that a horse called, uh, it's when Amelia's Picante trial, it's when Vogue's Choice trialed. Uh, the inside pad was um, horrible. Absolutely horrible that day. So give anything a little, a few extra lengths. You've seen already uh, the front bar came out, went super on the cold pad yesterday. Uh, Sentimental Hero got up on that cold rail. Um, it was a really, really ordinary pad. So anything that got up on that pad, um, give them five or six lengths, I reckon. So yes, worth noting, um, something I'm trying to bring more into the game as well is a bit more um, understanding bias in trials. We look at bias in race patterns and forgive and do this and that, but um, mm. bias obviously occurs in trials too. There's obviously going to be hot and slow lanes, et cetera, et cetera. So interesting stuff. But um, this is a, a really, really good race to uh, to dissect here, BJ. Um, I think Vogue's Choice will be the the vessel of strong support. Yeah. Um, it stands out on paper, obviously, knocking off Pat Scott Sass by five lengths in a 400-metre trial. I think what needs to be noted from that trial is that um, Pat Scott Sass was really slowly away and had to muster and, you know, it was a big lump of a horse that she sort of just – so the five lengths she's better by over 400 might be, maybe just looks better on paper than it potentially is. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a breeze up. Yeah, yeah it's, it's yeah, a, exactly yeah. right. And then the um, her most recent trial win, she was spelled straight after that, her most recent trial win was really nice. But, again, the horse that ran second got up on that cold pad um, so it only beat her by 1.2. That doesn't necessarily have as much merit in it as it perhaps does. Um, I, I thought she'd actually open favourite um, with what she's done so far and I wanted to take her on. Now she's open 650. I think she's probably about the right price. Uh, I'm just big on to some degree taking on horses on debut at 1,200 that want to lead and look like they're speedy horses. You know, at 1,000 it's a it's a different kettle of fish to, to go forward and, and dominate and just run your, your 58, whatever you have to do to win the race. But the 1,200 metres, that can really find out a horse uh, on debut, PJ. Especially from a bit of a sticky, potentially sticky draw as yeah, well. Yeah, I've got her finding the, the top, but I guess it's not impossible that uh, Ashley Maley's roughly Augusta Red or even um, – uh, the partner runner just Frosted below her, star, Frosted yeah. Star, could make her work to cross. Yeah. But I think she'll cross and I think she'll be pressured. Uh, well, I think you'll see wise words really put the foot down and um, and come across with her. And they're the two I've got in front. Um, but just at the 1,200 metres with them drawing 9 and 11, I think they might be susceptible late and we can look for one to run over the top of them, BJ. Yeah, looks. I see there's a B McManus in the ownership of both. I, I, I just saw that two seconds ago too. Surely not. No, nah, wouldn't they? Hey? No. No, it'd be called no. Surely not. His horse would be called Grow Up, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. So, no, Vogue's Choice, Hayden Valentine, Lucy Warwick. I I'm with you, Terry. I thought that this filly would open up just about favourite. And uh, when I was doing the leg up last night, I thought this could be a good opportunity for a bit of value for Forever Dreaming, which I landed on on top. Really liked this horse at the trials and felt her. I was really quite disappointed with that debut performance. I thought that... Uh, she would um, – I had a second pick that day behind uh, – second favourite behind Flying Missile and she um, she settled ninth and ran ninth. So – and then I heard, and then I heard um, – Let's put a line through that, don't we? I heard Colin Webster speaking after she came out and defeated Beads, subsequent Belmont winner Beads, uh, midweek over the 1,200 metres last start. He said that they were just scratching their heads as well. They thought that she would go really well on debut and they couldn't work out why she went so poorly but that uh, we saw the real forever dreaming – last start when she won obviously so I, i'm led to believe that the stable have quite an opinion of this filly um she was a little bit slow away last start and was was lucky enough just to troy turner was lucky enough just to kick up a touch and hold a reasonable running position she could have very easily been spat out the back to last but ended up landing in a good spot how did and she jump in her trials she jumped relatively well yeah, in her trials, didn't she yeah no, no major issue but it's it's a different kettle of fish in trials 
because A, you don't know what you're jumping against and B, it's not race day where out the gates they're all looking for positions. Yep. It's not that first 100 metres how you can accelerate, first probably 30 metres how so, you can accelerate. So hopefully the uh, the race experience has had, was just, uh, sort of switched around a bit because mm -hmm. I really just wanted her to begin and uh, how many how many in this field? There's 13. If she could land somewhere in the first five, six, six, seven, I think that's going to be a really, really prominent position for Forever Dreaming to, um, to launch from. Yeah, no, I'm with you. She looks the uh, now with the race experience and uh, obviously the beads form line looking really good. And they did go mad, and beads was entitled to pop from the breeze um, as 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 beads did as he did. Um, but forever dreaming, she still uh, Troy Turner still had her out and going sort yeah. of on the bend. It wasn't like. Um, she was the beneficiary of it wasn't them a, cooking himself and just fell in. She she won well and she was going fast. It, it wasn't a gift, was it? No, it was like she had to sort of um, improve her into the race exactly and right. sustain her run. And yeah. she won well too. Yeah. Like, and if you just put a line through that one race where um, she ran last from the wide gate and you, you have to do that at times, she's unbeaten with three yeah. trials in a race. So she's obviously a really nice horse. Um, looks, yeah, looks from the map point of view, looks really hard to beat. Like BJ though, I thought we might have seen <laughs> – I was hoping I saw some six fifty as a backable price, so I'm going to be holding the trigger um, in regards to having something on her. But the, the the runner, I really want to have something on, and this goes against a lot of the a lot of the things I look for when it comes to two year olds. But I, I just think that this might be I just think this might be the best horse of the race, BJ. And that's Search and Rocks. Yeah. Um, look, Kira from Barrier Ten. That the advantage she's got is there's speed horses in eight nine three. So straight away, especially the speed horses in eight and nine, she's effectively jumping from eight. She can land, and there's a big ifs in all of this. If she can land midfield cover, even well, probably worse than midfield, that's fine. Um, I reckon you could see her explode here. Um, you go back to her trial on the 16th of November. I, I, I reckon it was a better trial than Pixie Chicks and Polissier. Now, Pixie Chicks came out, was stiff in a Magic Millions, quarter million dollar Magic Millions. P P Pixie Chicks missed by a lip in the Supremacy. Um, Polissier came out after that and beat Flying Missile and uh, was it Ultimate? No, Storm Whisper. Yeah. Storm, um, Whisper. Storm Whisper. The form, not only is the form good, the form was good straight away from that trial. Those two horses were ready to go. And I reckon that um, Search and Rocks had something in the tank as well. I know Harvey gave her a little hit, but that wasn't Harvey getting stuck into one properly. So um, first up, like you just need to, you don't need to watch that too many times to realize how good it was. Um, she was slowly away, which is definitely a worry. As I said, she does things I don't like to see when backing two-year-olds, um, but just the way she traveled, the way she hit the line, I just thought it was so impressive. Um, Harrison's given her three weeks to wait for this 1,200-metre race. You don't really see two-year-olds do that, no. do you? you know, she had to chop, change course, yep. get stopped in the tracks, change course again, and then went to the line better than anything. Was, exactly it was, right. It was quite a run. and whiting off Yule on. Yeah, and Kira's riding really well at the moment. Uh, nice winner with Jericho Missile for David Harrison last week. Um, look, I, I think there's a chance if Oak's choice goes forward and they don't see it again. That's a, there's a possible, but we just... I'm he's sort of half willing to take that on. I was probably more willing to take it on when I thought Vokes Choice would be three fifty four bucks. Yeah. Um, but look, if Vokes Choice and then wise words from nine and eleven do get tired late, they'll be running on um, past them. Forever dreaming you'll have field position on search and rocks, but I think search and rocks can run a bigger last two, last four than forever dreaming. But forever dreaming may simply just be in a better race position um, and and have the race over search and rocks by then. But it's one – this is one I just want to be on. Like I want to be on this horse. I'm surprised eight, nine bucks or seven, eight bucks. I thought we might see slightly better from the gate and I'm, I'm going to hold Talking fire. searching rocks? Searching yeah, rocks, bet, yeah. I'm going to hold fire. Rock. Both of them I'm going to hold fire for Betfair. Yeah. I'm expecting good money and I might be off here. I'm, I'm expecting there'll be strong money for a horse called Starring Knight. Uh, $130,000, $140,000 purchase uh, for Amelia Parks. Gone to the Pierces. 
The first trial beaten um, 1.25, fifth of seven. It's actually better than it looked. Picked up late. It, it sort of reminded me of some dig deeps early trials actually where um, just needed to be switched on, needed to be told time to go. And early, then, early dig deep early, reference. Well, dig deep uh, one on debut coming from Rearwood, which doesn't often happen. Watch me dance, do the same thing actually. <laughs> um, and then we saw a, uh, a nice trial under really hard riding, but uh, I just think it's a horse that it's still learning the caper. I think I think he might be a little bit green here, but with Pikey on at twelve hundred and presuming he's, the Pierces have put him on the picker there too, unless he's just riding for Amelia Park, yeah. um, he's definitely a, a major player in this race. Um, Groundbreakers win was really good, um, and wise words from the breeze uh, obviously isn't impossible, BJ. But um, yeah, I'm looking at playing Forever Dreaming and uh, probably a bigger bet. Searching rocks. Um, if Forever Dreaming doesn't get out past the current price, I probably won't play and I'll probably look at an each way bet late searching rocks. I think we'll see double figures from yeah. the barrier with Kieran. I think his market's going to change a lot. Yeah, yeah I think it, I, there could be like some of Ballantyne's when he's when he's keen on him. Um, and we've seen it with some of these dispersal horses. The money's wild. Yeah. So if he's if he's got a little bit of a, a voice around about Vogue's choice or even the Pierces with Starring Night with Pike on from a gate, $140,000, and there's big money for one of them, next thing you know you're seeing – $13, $14. Last week we tipped Storm Commander mm. at $16, $17 bucks, and that was a good price. And what did you – you tell me you took $28 at the jump, you know. So um, there's some wild fluctuations. I, I'm not going to be taking a price now and I'm going to be waiting for Betfair, but they're the two I'm focusing on. Yeah, Forever Dreaming for mine and Vogue's Choice, they're the two that I'm focusing on. Obviously, you can make strong cases for us like Top of the Mountain, who's already won a Saturday, Groundbreaker, who's improving every time it goes to the starts and uh, goes to the races rather and – Search uh, um, and Rocks, which Terry has uh, covered uh, in depth um, in the preview thus far. So they are the ones for me, but I'm pretty keen forever dreaming here. Vogue's Choice is going to be out running up on top of the speed. And um, if she does feels the pinch late over 1,200 metres, and I think the horse that's going to take advantage of that will be forever dreaming. Very good. All right. Race number two, the tab Touch West Speed Platinum uh, Zero Metro wins. Uh, interesting. Um, interesting. I, I don't know. Little race. You don't know? I don't know. No. I, I, I felt relatively confident. I can see you're now. I'm, I'm looking at the sports bet market just went up recently. It was a company we don't bet with, obviously, because they're not bet fair. But um, I can just see you haven't got my my clear top selection in your top four here, BJ. So we might have a uh, – this race did my head in. A POD, a little bit of a point of difference here. Good. Um, there's a reasonable tempo in this. Uh, express time, I'm expecting I'm expecting they'll let the stablemate cross and they'll be happy sitting. What do you think at the 1,200? I agree. Yeah, I think yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm icy, comes across. Uh, express time, happy to stay box seat. Yeah, OBH will get the breeze if they run. I think OBH is known for a couple on Wednesday, so the chance it might come out with the rain coming, that's understandable. It's a good swimmer. Uh, so watch that space. Mr. Mount Walker up. I think they'll be happy looking at how uh, he won at Pinjarra to go to the breeze, but that was a race with no speed. So whether he's got the speed to get to the breeze, we'll we'll find out. Um, but I just, I just, I really, really, I don't know. I struggled to to find a second favourite to um, to Speedy Miss, and we, we should before we. Uh, talk about Speedy Miss. We should uh, say good luck to Holly Watson on her Saturday debut. It's a Saturday debut, isn't it? Saturday debut, yeah. yeah on her Saturday yeah. debut. So um, as uh, as we'll hear from later, Michael Heaton's coined uh, back Watto win Lotto. <laughs> I don't mind that one actually. So did, um, he, did he did he say that? Yeah, he's in his little pre. He yeah, filled in for uh, Scotty Embry was away last week. Yeah, win Lotto. Yeah, I like it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna tag on that one, but um, I think that um, the 
I was telling you before we started, now's the time to launch into Holly. Don't wait. Launch in when you think the price is there. Back her in. She is a good apprentice. She is a really, really good jockey. Um, early doors and the three kilos. It's not quite the gift Lack does is. She's lacking that experience, but um, horses are going for her as well as anybody at the moment. And sometimes you you look at a like – later on we're going to send Alan Kennedy to a Holly Watson. It's not really that inconceivable or unconceivable at the moment that um, horses are going better for Holly than they are Alan. So when you get the three kilos as well, it's it's a big positive. So I, I'm I'm clearly with Speedy Missy. I think what Speedy Miss is doing this campaign, which she's never done before, is she's jumping nicely and, yeah. and putting herself in a positive position. Um, the drop down to twelve hundred is a major negative, but I think that's offset by the fact that the leaders are a query. Express time's a big query at twelve hundred, and the fact that. I think the 1400 was so key to her in the past because she got so well back and needed the 1400. Now she can race on speed and plug away. Um, gapped third, two starts ago with I'm Pretty beating her. Gapped third, last start with I'm Pretty beating her. Her runs, she's never gone off, uh, come off seven days in the past or in the recent past at least, but she's come off eight and nine days um, when uh, she was huge off nine days two starts ago. That was that I'm Pretty run. And she had a win last campaign when she was off eight days. So the short backup's no issue. Um, Holly can land potentially potentially on the back um, of the Breeze horse here, if not the back of Express Time. She can land in the first six, I think, at least. And um, I, I think if she lets her uh, gets her out at the right time, there's no I'm Pretty to beat her here. And I just... I just struggle for a second pick. I've got Vital Blast second favourite, to be honest. Equal second favourite with um with Express Time BJ. And like I've got doubts on Express Time at the 1200 and I've got doubt, doubts on Vital Blast as a horse in general. So, um, yeah, I'm Speedy Miss $2.90. That's with OBH not in the field. So with OBH, I'm probably 330 340 type thing. So it's a bet at the near $5. Bucks. Okay, yeah, I was sort of $5 a field. Uh, couldn't really get a good guide on this race. Ended up with uh, Express Time who – I just like the way that he, uh, she, 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 um, doing a man. Eked out a eked out a second up win over the thousand. The way that they the camp spoke about her post race suggests that um, she's a superior horse this time in. Obviously, uh, older and more more mature. Hopefully, from three leaders back, uh, gets a will be able to get a run that will an economical run that will allow her to be strong at the end of twelve hundred meters. I think Express Time is a pretty pretty fair horse. Uh, I think it's, she's going to develop into a genuine Saturday horse in time. Four wins from eleven starts, and um, the only other time she ran over twelve hundred, she she actually started favourite, and that was an end of prep run at her last campaign. Uh, pretty happy to be with Express Time in a wide open race, just from the the draw and and the form and uh, the the Parnham Parnham combination there. Could make a case for a heap of these, really. Like, couldn't get speedy missing <clears> your four. Well, I I had like six or seven that mm. were all about the same. So I got it. She'll probably go into my four if OBH has come out, as may happen. But uh, I had Express Time on top. Vital Blast, I thought was really good first up, uh, coming off a really good, really encouraging lead up trial as well. Uh, Kate Southam from four. Congratulations, Kate Southam. She won on uh, Trade Him In midweek yesterday. For, as I. I fired up to you a bit before. The only way that was winning on that cold pad, you were, you were, you were disgusted. That someone texted me saying, I, it, "I said if you won on trade him in yesterday, you almost didn't deserve to." I reckon because <laughs> the the, the <laughs> center of that track was quicksand. You knew she's going to have to be wide, and it's a really tough ride for an apprentice. And I know you backed it. I just I don't know why I'm so fired up about this. I just it, it was a winning bet, but I don't think it's a winning bet that if you think about the process 
going through it, like everything needed to fall into play. And it did. And she wrote it a 10. So exactly right. Well done to Kate Southam. That, right that should be the overwhelming. That's the story. That's, that's, that's the story. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yes, uh, from, <laughs> from four, Kate Southam should have a uh, vinyl blast well positioned. He's, he's got to be a... Um, He's got to be a chance as well. And actually, if you go through his all his form last prep was really quite good. I think he ran third in a in a strong race that was yep. won by what was that Peter's horse that won it? Was it Dark something Dark Mission and beat the Bro might have run second something like that. Won a so, midweeker a zero metro win which was beat Samuel probably the same class as this to be honest. Yeah. Not much in it. Yeah, it's yeah. It's, it's very very winnable. Um, Vital blast. Mister Mount Walker trotted in first up at Pinjar. Always looked like he's uh, had a had a bit of potential. This horse and there's plenty of others. I mean, Snippy Mears. About the money I'm icy last week. Yeah, seventeens to five bucks type thing and found the top and, and, somewhat comfortably. And, and um, it just did I'm icy things. It did. It's and, weak and, as water. And the way that Jade's riding and Fred Kersley is training. Who knows? Like a horse like Advocator might might bob up and run a big race at a price as yeah, well. Yeah, so. so I'm that's the one. I'm fourteen dollars Advocator, mm-hmm. um, but I'm not taking the thirties. I reckon yep. bet fair will be fifty plus type thing. Yep. So um, that's that's your mad idea. The good thing about this race is um, you got you got Snippy Miss and playing red heavy in the market. Yeah. Gee whiz. They just don't. Are gonna, they no more No more nonnies? Uh, if they beat me, then they beat me. Yeah. Like, you just cop it. Yeah. Like, you just, yeah, fair enough. No worries. Like, that, they're bet- between them, what are they? Probably two for 40 or something like that. That's, so. that's the process I had as well. Yeah. Um, so, no more nonnies. Uh, Express time on top for me. Vital Blast, the biggest danger. Terry? Speedy Miss, very keen. Something late advocator at $50 plus, but um, Speedy Miss, one of my better bets in the card. Race three is the Jane Carr, 50th birthday, a handicap, 1600. Was happy birthday, Jane? Yeah. Yeah, Josh's brother. Yeah, sister. <laughs> really? Sister. No, it's possible. The first. Uh, the who first was the car, other? The first who, car I thought who was. going to go with Susanna. Who, yeah, Susanna. Yeah. Who, Matthew Carr. Matthew Carr. That yeah, was the brother, wasn't played, it? They both played with the Dockers. The Josh went brother. to Port Adelaide. Yep. Yeah. Uh, a few cars. A few cars. It's like a parking lot there, doesn't it? Did you did you put any thought into my idea about the. Did you like uh, that one? <laughs> I enjoyed that one. You didn't put any thought into my birthday messages service from the team at the 1 1? Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how to respond to that. Uh, Happy birthday. Anyway, Jane, yep. 50 big ones, and hopefully you have a uh, terrific day, Strickland yep. Stakes Day at Belmont. Yeah, come Saturday. say hello. We'll buy and, you a drink. And you know what the best thing about Jane celebrating her birthday at Belmont on Saturday? Mm-hmm. Free entry. Yeah, well, she can drive down, can't she? <laughs> <laughs> She'll have somewhere to park. Anyway, this is going down here quickly. Um, pretty keen on um, on one here, BJ. Uh, over the 1,600 metres, it's a 60-plus uh, are we going to be aligned here after uh, fairly fairly unaligned there? Race one, we were similar boats. Race two, just completely different, mm. uh, completely different wavelengths. Race three, I haven't seen you preview today, BJ, but um, I reckon you're going to be a, uh, a queen man here. Yeah, I think uh, I think you are oh. correct, Aberdeen Queen. Uh, I, I actually. Oh, we got now. Just, actually, I'm, I'm going through your leg up. I as actually we, uh, backed her to beat one of my all-time favourites, Naughty by Nature, last Saturday. Uh, last day, and I just got that race completely wrong. Just got the rate shape well, and the tempo wrong. I told you, didn't I? Didn't yeah. I? Do you remember me telling you that? What yeah. do you reckon I backed? Like uh, Aberdeen Queen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I uh, sat here and told you why I couldn't win. But you know the the, 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 the problem was Lactar on playing Marika. He just sat in the three wide line and never never moved, I and he sort of just held held that midfield running position. He never crept into the race when they were walking. There's a more patient jockey than Lactar Romoli. I'm, yeah. I'm yet to meet them. Anyway, so yes, I Aberdeen Queen. This is a race, isn't it? Surely. Yeah, let's let's uh, let's figure out a speed map first. So that's always the risk with our Aberdeen Queen. She finds races with no speed, but yep. the good thing is she's drawn a gate yep. to land over them. And if they sit and sprint, even with the sixty and a half, I think she's 
I think she's got them. Um, good thing about this race, it was a clear second favourite, obviously, um, in Beat the Bro. Yeah. But I think it was Daylight third. Like, Daylight, the market doesn't have Daylight the third. I, but I reckon if you did an expected market that you would know that horses like Truly Inspired and Crescent City would be taking up chunks. Oh, and that's, that's wild, isn't it? Yeah. Gee whiz. Um, you, know, you know why they're in this race? Extended noms. I reckon they must be looking at that tooth, that Aquanita next Saturday. So oh, they're yeah. trying to get a yeah. like that, that three-year-old race, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, I can see that. Yeah. But uh, it's a big, it's a big, big, big pointer with truly inspired. Mm. Um that Pike isn't on uh, after just winning a moderate maiden with Crescent City, you know. That that tells you something about truly inspired straight away. And geez, it, it takes a fair bit for Pike not to ride a Cerise and wider. And I just on the surface, you wouldn't think I've got Crescent City well ahead of Truly Inspired. And yeah. Tru, Truly Inspired was the beneficiary of a really hotly run race where everything was stopping and it was a really poor maiden, as was Crescent City's maiden win. It was a really, really weak maiden after those two. Um, yeah, it, it just tells you a lot when Pike's not on. But from a speed map point just, of view. Just on that, one question. Yeah. Would the Pike thing, I see that Adam Durant trains Truly Inspired. Would it be a stable thing or not nah, really? No. Nah. He, he he would he it would be aligned with Cerise and White first regardless of whether I think Adam so. Yeah. Or, well, okay. it, this this is one that surprises me. Yeah. I guess he, he can probably ask. I mean, there's a yeah. There's been other there's been other cases where Pike's um, obviously there's plenty of cases where Pike doesn't ride the Cerise and White runner. A lot a lot of the time it's due to weight. Yeah. But yeah, yesterday was sentimental hero. Pike rode um one for Lulu Chiani, but yeah. I think once they get to 60, 60 and a half, they prefer to put a kid on. So I don't think Pike gets a choice, but. I'd imagine he's had the choice. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'd be very surprised if not. Um, speed map point of view, Crescent City, I think, from seven will look to roll. There's nothing here that will really outwardly want to lead. Uh, I think Crescent City will look to roll forward. Uh, blow me out, jump super. Like, I think they've got to make a decision from the get-go here. They can't just go half-assed into a slowly run race. And just I would either would blow me out, so you've got to jag it um, and then even make a move from the five or you um, you just take it on and yeah. you just lead them up at the mile. Otherwise, it's going to – it'll pull itself into the ground because it's jumping really well at the I, moment. I thought the horse that might roll forward would, might be beat the bro. Beat the bro is yeah. the one I've – I was going to say, beat the bro is the one I've got eventually leading, especially with Paul Harvey on. Um, yeah, I think, it, I think it'll probably suit as well to some degree. Uh, it's he is now, I guess you got to call him a bit of a nonny. The way he's, I think he's had his chances. Like, yeah, Aberdeen I thought, I thought he was a bit stiff the other day. He, he was just, a bit just stiff. Got it jammed up. That's not it was a suit. funny old race, and he was still coming on the line. I can't believe he was only beaten one point two. He's um, not a. That's that's the thing. He's not a um, a pick up and sprint horse so much as he has. We've sort of mentioned in the past. So sort that, of had to squeeze through a gap yeah. as well. It wasn't really his go. I just thought with Harvey coming on board and. Sort of rolling with a bit of galloping rear, and I think beat the broke and he can one one more chance anyway. Not I don't have him on top, but I think one more chance to determine like he's how genuine he is, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think most people would have had this market two out. Like yeah. I, I was, I'm a dollar ninety five Aberdeen Queen here, which which scares me a little bit. Yeah. Um, and I'm four eighty, so I'm really heavy that it's a two horse race. Um, but I'm also really uh, – five bucks, beat the bro, sorry. But I'm also really heavy that I'm in the Aberdeen Queen corner. I mean, she's – we think – you go, oh, geez, is she a nonny? Is she a nonny? But she hasn't had – she's not a nonny. She's just been unlucky. Like um, last campaign, those runs around, uh, the unlucky runs behind Salaya dance music. Like she she finishes alongside those type of horses. Um, Mitchell Pateman's the beneficiary of a long list of jockeys, Chris Parnham, Paul Harvey, Brad Rewilla, um, and he now probably gets the best setup that this horse has seen uh, for quite some time. She, 
I think he should be semi-positive out the gates and he should be trying to land um, right behind a pretty slow tempo. Yep. And like we saw in the race with Tin Snip and um, Gunnago last week, those horses on speed, on slow tempos, they just tend to be out of box away. She's carried big weights to win in the past, um, so I don't think she's a horse uh, that the big weights really worry her too much. And this is just weak. Like this is weak, truly inspired Crescent City, your next two, they're third and fourth in line. They want horror maidens. Blow me out. I cannot possibly have from Barrier 10. I can't possibly understand how it wins with the map. Um, I'm on red alert's my third favourite. And yep. I reckon it's a major query at the mile. So um yeah, just very simply, I think Aberdeen Queen just wins unless there's bad luck and then beat the bro just wins. Yeah, that's, I, that's your Cornella, I'm pretty confident. I wasn't as keen as you with especially with my price. I thought we might get three dollars Aberdeen Queen, but um doesn't look to be the case. Two forty-five locally, yeah, there's and some, there's a bit of. I two, think Brad went up two forty, two bit of two fifty around. So yeah, she she does appear to tick all the boxes. The draw just really makes it for her, and I think it's a good riding change as well. Mitchie Pateman will be uh, will will suit her, and um, a bit stiff on Chris. I reckon. I think yeah, a bit stiff at Chris. Oh, Chris maybe might have. Gone for the Cerise and White. He might be loyally just going when he's offered a Cerise and White ride, just takes it. Yeah. Potentially, because I can't imagine that he would have preferred to ride truly inspired over um over Aberdeen Queen here. Well, yeah, I mean, well, he did win the group one on Truly Inspired's full brother, Truly Great, the late, great, truly great. Mm -hmm. uh, so might be something in that. Or maybe they've gone with the heavyweight rider with the 60.5 as well. I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm not sure. Do you think there's do you believe in that? Ah, uh, yeah, I do, the, yeah. The dead yeah, weight dead stuff. weight, yeah, yeah, I do, yeah. I do like when Mitch Payton, Paul Harvey, Brad Willer, they're three, probably main heavyweight jockeys in Western Australia, one of those. And they're on the two, three top weights here. How's that? Um, yeah, I'm a big fan of putting on the heavyweight jockey on and there's less uh, less lead in the saddle. Um, like I think Bobanovich Edwards rode on for Marty Flow a few weeks ago when I had the 63 after the claim. I think Bo's about 50, 49, so yeah. he had about 13, 14 kilos of dead weight. Marty, you know, Marty's about three foot tall, said he could barely lift the, <laughs> barely lift the saddle. So... Um, yeah, whether that's um, – there'll be people that disagree with me there and, and they say it's the same amount of weight. It's just how it's distributed. But yeah. um, it obviously, it's the same amount of weight. But, yes, I'm, I'm a big believer in that. Yeah, all, all that we were looking really, really looking for is Aberdeen Queen just to keep her rolling with momentum. If she's held up and padded, it's very hard to quicken with weight. This is actually it if she gets beaten yeah. here, though. This, is, this is it for this me. This is it? This is 100% it. I, I don't reckon – I don't reckon. you know how you say this is my last chance with a horse? Yeah. I don't reckon a horse has ever won after saying that either. Yeah. Like it's just a thing. But this is different. Aberdeen Queen isn't a nonny. It's just had genuine excuses. Last start, 1.9 lengths off naughty by nature. When they've walked and she's had she's run the quickest last two and of three, the four, race. Three, four, five wide, yeah. Like she's done, yeah, everything asked of her. Last start, she's rattled from last behind Magnaforce. Comfort me's run second. It's come out to win again. Prior than that, she sat deep at Northern over the unsuitable eleven hundred uh, with sixty kilos and won the race. So yeah, she doesn't do much wrong. She's a really nice horse. This is a this is a she's meeting maiden winners. This um, is it. Yeah, she's meeting this maiden winners it. who are five, six bucks. Like this is wild. Mm. So yeah, should be winning. Aberdeen Queen for me, beat the bro, the obvious main danger. Ah, race number four, Vale Paul Still Itano, uh, handicap over the 1,000 metres. BJ, um, interesting little race. Uh, I'm surprised Colin Webster had a tough weekend last week. He was pretty keen, rain of fire, and Billy Ain't Silly, and both ran below expectations. Um, Odd, odd, odd little backup here off seven days, I felt, with rain of fire. We thought the 1,200 was suitable, so back to the 1,000 off seven. Don't know whether it's sort of reaching a little bit there and just, I don't know, maybe there's not a suitable race for a few weeks. There might be another one in three weeks that they're looking at after this. But um, it looks uh, it looks a race in three and more so a race in two for me. 
um, Acromantula and Madame Torio. I think Marty would be pretty keen to get Kesh across with Madame Torio, but I also think that Acromantula is a sharper beginner over the first 50, 60 metres, and I think they'll be pretty keen to lead on Acromantula. So really interesting watch early. I'm torn as to whether Madame Torio will cross or whether they just scoot along with Acromantula and hold the top and Madame Torio ends up in the breeze. Um, one of those two will occur, I can tell you that. But uh, Vane Tempest, um, interesting pickup ride. Victoria Corva hasn't had a ride for about a month. Where's she um, been? I'm not sure if he's been suspended or, or what, but it's a really interesting pickup ride for for Vicky Corver. A great pickup ride for Vicky Corver on um, on Vane Tempest. Um, I could be horribly wrong here, but the way that Vane Tempest uh, ran out ran up the track with Jade McNaught last Saturday, this could be a really difficult, challenging ride for Victoria. Yeah, Corver. it could be. Yeah. I think what she needs to hope here is that Acromantula um, uh, holds the top Madame Torio breeze, and I think she just wants to get on the back of. Um, well, she just wants to be either that or Madame Torio crosses Acromantula and pops out to the breeze and sits outside Madame Torio or, or follows. She just she just wants to allow – if the horse is going to roll off like it did last week, you almost just want to allow it to do so, let it go to the middle of the track. She's only got the 56. That would have been protest upheld, wouldn't it, if I would, best I, I've stopped guessing what will happen with protests, to be honest with you. That's usually uh, – That was a huge shift. If you watch the head-on, it was I think they stop, up, they stop up holding him after Lucky Gray, didn't they? <laughs> I think they changed. There's just everything's – they've only got a dismissed button now. They just continually press the same <laughs> the same button over again. But, um, oh, look, I think um, I think if Vicky Corver – and that, that's like if is such a big word. If Vicky Corver mm. rides as well and just stalks the first two, it gets clear air, I think she'll be really, really, really hard to run down. Um, but obviously it's, it's all going to be about does Secret Plan have the back of Vane Tempest with 54 and a half? And if so, does Secret Plan just get past Vane Tempest? So, um, yeah, really, really, really interesting race for me in that sense. I think those two completely stand out. I'm 280 versus 350. And what's the current market, BJ? Uh, Secret Plan, 280. 280 versus uh, 380. 350 versus 350, Bane Tempest, yeah. Yeah, there's just, just not really a bet there for me at this point in time, but I'm um, willing to watch Betfair and, um, and and see what happens. I'm, I'm happy to be on either, to be honest. I thought I had Acromantula's second favourite, actually. To Secret Plan? Yeah. Yep. I was 250, 350. Just, just worried about – I just know the, mind, I know the mindset. Like, jeez, yeah. Acromantula's two failures um, – First career start sat in the breeze. Second career start sat in the breeze. Failed. I think it had genuine excuses. Yeah, though, pulled yeah. up. I think unhappy. it got gelded after yeah. that. Yeah, and then it got taken on by this little testia. Um, but this little testia ended up running second that day. Yeah, that worries me. You know, it got taken on a bit of, but so it's wins. And then so you're sort of saying, well, this horse can only win when it gets its own way out in front. Is that is that is that the query on this know. horse? That, know, that's that's I, a and it, now it's got the fifty nine. So for me, if you're copping pressure and carrying fifty nine. That's troublesome. Tell you what, one thing I'd like to do here is um, if Madame Torio came out, I'd be pretty keen to back Acromantula. I'd probably chop its price by about 150%, I reckon. But, yeah. So, so secret plan? Secret plan will stalk them. Stalk them? Stalk them, yeah. It's just about how close secret plan can be. Yep. The jury's got to be. I think Bell wants a better track for secret plan. Um, last campaign, still a little bit disappointing first start when Triple Missile got it. Um, couldn't get past Fishhook that day. Uh, second up was nice, never on the track to Hot Z in a race they've walked and then Paddy Carberry went on over 1,200 while well, he was on the previous start too and um, just got well back up on the rail, never properly in it. The jury's still out for me. I don't think Secret Plan's going to be a world beater, but 54 and a half in this type of race is really nice placement. And if, if Pikey can get him out, uh, get her him out, sorry, and stalk Vane Tempest and follow Vane Tempest into the race, 
Um, yeah, that, that's that's why I'm looking. But yeah, it's it's a really it's a good race. I think the market's bang on. To be honest, I've just got Acromantula a little bit longer because of the so pressure, I think, I think the you've got Acromantula and Bane Tempest other uh, way around. Other way around to me. So yeah, I'm pretty keen. Secret plan actually. Yep. So yeah, I reckon he's going to develop further with with uh, with time and uh, just like the way that the the Cerise and White. The army have clicked into gear the army. Uh, in recent weeks. So secret man, low draw, low weight, pike on, first up, look out. Well, the way I've played the race is I, I took some of Brad's 330, 340 this morning and then I'm going to have my main bet, Vane Tepes, come jump. I'm expecting yeah. to get some 450 type things. So, um, yeah, don't want to lose on those two, but um, just monitor. I'll be going to be waiting until the day because if, if Madame Torio does come out, that's a tremendous map for Acromantula. Absolutely. It's now time for the Mundaring Hotels WA Racing Mastermind competition, BJ. Correct, Terry. The Mundaring has been – did you know, Terry, that the Mundaring has been the heart of the hills since 1899? I do, actually, because you tell me every single week. Well, it's located in Jacoby Street, Mundaring. We should all go and check it out. Drop in, see the publican, Ian, Butchie, O'Connor, say g'day. Let him know that you listen to the West Australian Racing Podcast, the 1-1. Now, we have uh, – Fraser Hay, he's going for three straight today, the defending champ, Terry. And uh, if he wins, he'll be in the box seat to secure his position at the Guru's end of year function. Mm. So uh, there's a lot I'm riding. There's a lot riding on this, but uh, he, uh, we've got a very interesting challenger today, uh, Terry. Mm. Got to send in a big gun when you got two in a row. Lockie got to two in a row, so three is sort of the magic number. So it's time to really... Uh, Go to the, uh, the the Perth Racing Elite. Yes, and we have a friend of the podcast and uh, WA Racing, I don't know, megastar, Michael Heaton. Mm. Michael, welcome back to the 1-1. Hello, boys. Dude, I thought you were talking about somebody else then. I thought I might have been stitched up and uh, had somebody else on the line. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, you are, you are taking on the defending champion, Fraser. Hey, Fraser, the H-Train, welcome back to the 1-1, mate. Thanks for having me again, boys. And uh, nice little nickname you gave me there, H Train. I, have to get <laughs> I thought you gave yourself water, that nickname. Yeah, I thought you did too. <laughs> absolutely not. Uh, oh, I've just I've given you an absolute rinse in the in the opening about that as well. I thought you were comparing yourself to Fraser Gary. I love it, which is fine. You probably got similar. Oh. You probably got similar lids. <laughs> <laughs> We've got Michael Heaton. Michael Heaton taking on. He's our challenger taking on the champ, Fraser Hay, for the title of uh, Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind. Now, uh, Fraser, you're aware of how the competition works. Michael, your name is your buzzer, so um, we should get things going, Guru. Uh, Terry, did, right. Terry, no, Terry did just, a quick... just before we started off, actually, oh, I, we I went to the, uh, the Mundaring Hotel the other week on mm. that Monday public holiday with Josh Brown, Chelsea Porter, and my partner. Had an absolute ripper chicken parmy, so I can recommend if you haven't been down there. Very good. How's that? Yeah, like that. And I think I think Fraser yeah. is planning a big uh, a big birthday party up at the uh, up at yeah. the Mundaring. Is that correct, Fraser? Yes, yeah, that's correct. We'll be uh, taking the family up there in uh, early July for a big birthday function, so it should be good. Looking forward to it. How old, Fraser? Uh, Twenty five. 25. Century. Getting on a bit. 25. All right. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, best right. years are behind you. Uh, he could be. <laughs> he could be adding another hundred dollars to the uh, to the tab for mm. his for his birthday function. Fraser. Hey. Okay. Thanks for uh, thanks for the wrap there, Michael, for the Monday airing, and uh, let's get this show on the road. So to be crowned this week's WA Racing Mastermind, you'll need to be the first person to answer three questions correctly. Are you going to do it? 
Yes, uh, so we got uh, Challenger. Are you ready? <laughs> no? Okay. No one's yeah. going to yeah, they're, they're too young. Yeah, they're too no, young for the that's for, and roll. For, the, uh, for the Gladiator. Yeah. Who was it? Who was the host? Mike Whitney. It was Mike Whitney. Yeah. 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 All right. Let's go. Question number one. It's been announced one runner will be immediately retired after Saturday's Strickland Stakes. Name the horse. Michael. Aiden. Who? The leading girl. There we go. He's off the mark. One nil. Got to read the paper. See, Fraser wouldn't read the paper. He wouldn't pay the dollar fifty yesterday to get the West Australian subscription <laughs> online. <laughs> yeah, loyal West Australian subscriber, mate. I was going to say he'd be the person that uh, he's probably. Um, uh, who's the bloke that always messages Jay Rooney on Twitter and uh, and has a go at him about having to pay the two bucks? <laughs> oh, that's, better, better from, better yeah, from that, that's probably you, mate. So, yeah, we're just, sure we'll you just, get around just Andy Manning's uh, review on a Sunday morning paper. <laughs> well, clearly not. All right, speaking of leading girl, <laughs> question two. Leading girl and naughty by nature, they quenelled a rating 72-plus race at Belmont on May 29. They're both in the Strickland on Saturday. There was another subsequent winner out of that race. Jericho Missile ran fourth. So Leading Girl won, Naughty by Nature second, Jericho Missile fourth. Name the horse that finished third. Fraser. Fraser. Wash out. Ah, oh, he's good. good. He's good. He's good down there, isn't he? One. Ledger. Question, <laughs> question number three. Material Man won two Strickland Stakes. Name the previous horse to record two Strickland Stakes victories. Fraser. Yep. H-Train. Uh, not um, Fraser. Fraser. Okay, Marasco. Oh. oh, that's good. That's good. I reckon he might have had Strickland Stakes past winners in front of him there. Stakes, I reckon he's tried to. Uh, I reckon he's tried to play it really casual. <laughs> oh, I might just. I'll just throw one out while he's scrolling the list for something. He's run it twice. <laughs> All right, Fraser two, Michael Heaton one. Come on, man. Yeah, they lift here. All right. All about trading, trading in the run. Oh, <laughs> home, home ground advantage here. How many starts did it take Sunday's Kalgoorlie winner Pyro to win his maiden? Fraser. Oh, really? I knew that one too. How many? I, I said, I, uh, I'm going to go. It was his 46th start, and he was a 45 start maiden. That's. Oh. <laughs> It was, this was a multiple choice too. No, I was going to. That was a multiple choice. I was going to give you well. three, uh, three. But Fraser Hay, oh, well. Fraser Hay, he's done it again. He is. He's, he's done it. He's gone. He's gone. Yeah. Oh. The, uh, the boys will be very, very happy to hear. I did actually say to them yesterday when we got beaten by Cairo on Sunday. I said this is going to be a question on the podcast this week. So <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations, uh, oh. Fraser Hay. That's uh, three straight for the H train. Michael Heaton's come he in. Form. Uh, very well done, Michael. Thanks for coming along and participating in the uh, in the mastermind. And we'll have to get you on on the show for a preview some Thursday very soon, my friend. Yeah, no worries. Back home with my towel between my legs now. Hey, you've done nothing. <laughs> wrong. You've done nothing wrong there either. You've just run into a uh, a key forward in the form of his life. I reckon he's just kicked a bag on you. <laughs> I, I reckon you've actually played a good he's game. He's run into Jake Stringer in oh, uh, Tasmania on Saturday. Yeah, the weapon. We're going to call him the, the weapon now instead. <laughs> Seriously. Geez, if I was a dollar sixty beforehand, what was I trading after the first question? Yeah, oh, the people that wanted to back early and lay late were in trouble. Very, oh no, Fraser's well, loyal to that well. fill up in the run there. Yeah, no, you got to be smart here, yeah, Fraser. Oh, he's won again. He's won again. Incredible.
Uh, congratulations, Fraser. Condolences, Michael, but another terrific edition of the Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind. Thanks, gentlemen, and uh, until next week. Thanks, boys. Thanks a lot, boys. Thanks, lads. So Fraser, hey, Terry, he's done it again. Thanks, yeah. And he, at, at the moment, he is in seat 1A at the uh, Perth Racing Guru Christmas yeah. function, isn't he? Well, the, the advantage Michael Heaton had, and probably the, he probably didn't have as big an impetus. He's already on the list, mm. you see. So Mickey Heaton, would, uh, he was already he was probably just playing for a plus one. It's like when the footy players play for their contracts, isn't it? You know what I mean? When they're out of contract, all of a sudden they start exactly. playing well. Yeah. yeah, He's dusty. He's got a six-year contract, so he's okay. <laughs> uh, but I'll tell you what, he's had, that's his third win. For me, that's his, um, that's his best yet. Yeah. That, that was a good performance. To, again, a yeah. real good performer. Yeah, like he was our big gun. Like yeah. I thought, I thought Heaton would knock off. I, I called him at a five, a five, uh, a five mastermind streak, and mm. um, didn't get past number one. So Fraser, hey, who's who's next? Someone's got to step up and beat him here. The hay train. Yeah, I think the more he wins, the more people are going to come out of the woodwork try to knock him off. Yeah. I think because yeah. yeah, because like he's at the moment he is the WA Racing Mastermind, he's, and it's undeniable. So. He is, yeah. Well, I think we're going to have to start chucking in some questions from like the 1970s and get your old man on, perhaps, or something. Well, funny you say that because my dad did win a Strickland Stakes. Yeah, oh, did he? Yeah, he won Crossed. the uh, he won the Strickland Stakes on a horse called Haymaker. Oh, very um, fitting. Who, Fraser uh, Haymaker. Who, yes. How was that not one of the questions? I was I was going, but uh, I didn't know. How, I thought that might have been a bit nepotism coming involved there. But um, I love a bit of nepotism. Nothing wrong with that. We've got absolutely no rules here, do we? <laughs> yes, well, a little bit of trivia for you, Terry, is Haymaker, Bernie Ryan, won the 1974 Strickland Stakes. That was on the 23rd of November. The start prior, he won the Victoria Derby at Flemington. And uh, two starts later, he won the Australian Derby Boxing Day at Ascot in 1974. They must have been some heady days there at Ascot in the mid to, mid to late 70s. There yeah, that's good stuff. Yes. He's, uh, yeah, just uh, I love a bit of Bernie Ryan racing uh, trivia. A little bit of Bernie Ryan, yeah, a little bit of Cups. Maybe a weekly, yeah, Cups King. Maybe <laughs> a bit of a weekly segment perhaps. Cups uh, should have his own Cups uh, segment, yes. But, uh, yeah, a little bit of trivia there for everyone here at the 1-1. One, one. Mm. So uh, that is uh, the Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind, another $100 gift voucher for uh, Fraser Hay. He can add it for his uh, birthday party coming up in uh, early July. Yeah. So well done, mate. Yeah, it's going to be a rollicking time out there for that, isn't it? You'll have to see if you can use multiple vouchers at once because <laughs> yeah. it's uh, dearie me. The, uh, the publican might be out of business with all this. Uh, I reckon. Yeah, with all this occurring. Anyway, let's get back into it. Another fun edition of the Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind, that one. And now we move forward in the Strickland Stakes Day preview towards race five of the day, Amelia Park Handicap over the 1,000 metres. Ratings 78 plus. Miss Kentucky, eight starts, seven wins. This four-year-old man from the Simon Amelia Yard returns to racing. She's had 56 days between runs. Last start, she knocked off Nero Dio. Gemma's son, she gets her first look at the Belmont track. And uh, when we spoke to Simon A. Miller a couple of weeks ago on the podcast, Terry was very enthusiastic about the Miss Kentucky prospects and that uh, he was aiming her and a couple of the other uh, stablemates towards the listed Beaufort stakes in a few weeks' time. So this is, a, this is a starting point and a stepping stone towards that black type feature. But realistically, Miss Kentucky, she does stand out as the horse to beat and will be a short price favourite as she strives to win a, I think it's a seventh or sixth straight race, Guru. Yeah, eighth. <laughs> Going for an eighth. Straight. 
Uh, yeah, well, she's uh, eight starts, seven wins. I was a little bit surprised as well when I actually looked at the race book. Um, still old school, doing me fine with the race book. And uh, I was surprised that's her career record. The only time she was beaten, it's funny, she went around at a big price as well. So they, That was a good race, actually. Yeah, it was. It was. Cliff's... Uh, Tommy, Tommy, Tommy Blue. Blue. Yeah, and uh, the Peter's horse was a good thing beaten. Uh, Celebrity Queen. Celebrity Queen. Peter Hall. Oh, yeah. Peter Hall. Yeah, that franked it a little bit, didn't yeah. it? Um, yes. So this looks a, um, it looks a really good race to watch at the, um, at the current markets. Um, well, I mean, you've got Miss Kentucky who's going to be all the rage, and I don't know what price she is at the moment. Dollar ninety. Dollar ninety. Wow. Wild. Okay. So, but then you, uh, the supporting cast is as follows: Gemma's son, genuine, proper, top class horse. The map, the map horse too. Yeah. That's we, that's what makes this race interesting: is that Miss Kentucky and Pan's Dan are drawn six and seven. Yeah. And they might end up um, on the back of slow ones like Ambiente. Um, it could. It could. It could. It could. From that point of view with Jemison, if if Boomtastic leads and Jemison gets the back of Boomtastic and Boomtastic gives a kick and shakes off likely Breeze Horse speeding Comet, Jemison's out in the clear air, might exactly. have a few lengths on Miss Kentucky. And what does Miss Kentucky have to run to win? That's exactly the, that's exactly the, right. So it, it might end up being a uh, come down to pure mathematics late in the race. So yep. um pure pa- mathematics, I like that. Pans down had his Colors lowered to a degree by Nero Dio, but probably didn't lose any admirers, did he? That was uh, that was a two horse war that he um, come up just a touch short on, but mm-hmm. he uh, he has to be a major player again. Boomtastic, I reckon, is just about ready to show something. A bit stiff second up for Justin Warwick 70, last up, seventy one Raider and a seventy eight plus. It's true. Like that. Uh, and uh, interesting runner here is Long Beach having its first start for Chris and Michael Gan, Jamie Former. Peter's investment, four-year-old, and now in the uh, care of a camp who uh, have a tremendous what record with recycled. Price? I don't know. I really would like to know because like, it's been really poorly placed in 266 pluses. This is the best race. Like This is the best race that it's found, the most suitable race, I should say, and it's drawn just inside the other two as well. It's um, If you go back to Long Beach's best form, it's uh, it's really, really, really good form. Um, you'd feel that like the two settled horses in the mill yard in a form yard, they're the two that are going to fight it out. And this is probably a learning experience for the Jan Jamies. Um, but dearie me, uh, uh, look, you're talking a dollar eighty Miss Kentucky off a of freshen up from six. That's that's unders, I think. That's sort of a little bit under a price, maybe 40, 50 cents yeah. uh, under a true price. Pans down's about the right quote, but from the gate, um, geez, it's gonna have to be a fair old steer. Probably has to stalk Miss Kentucky everywhere and hope that race fitness is up um, above Miss Kentucky. But um, look, Long Beach could have, will probably have field position on um on those two, but um yeah, I do think it's going to be a, a Miss Kentucky victory here, BJ. For those of you that don't know, the 2021 Perth Winter Racehorse Sale, Magic Moons, is on this Sunday. Long Beach wasn't one of the Peters Investments uh, horses in the sale. So this is – Okay, private. Yeah, this is uh, this is private. So, I mean, you've got horses like State Attorney, True Attraction, Brave Battle, Dark Mission, who you did, you did flag as a – Dispersal horse wow. many times. Um, they are in the uh, they are in this Peter's investment allocation for that sale on Sunday, but Long Beach wasn't one of them. So interesting. They must have um, gone privately and uh, approached Mr. Peters Bob with an offer, and um, obviously they were happy to do business with each other. And um, the Gang Jimmys have got a sparingly raced four year old with plenty of. Uh, talent and uh, really just fits their business model in a way. This horse, doesn't it? So yeah. interesting to know what they paid for. I agree. Yeah, I think it's um, yeah. I think anything under eighty would have been a good purchase. I reckon. Well, he's, um, he's only four, so they're going to have. Yeah, they should have lots of fun. He's an eighty rater. Yeah. 
So you're at the 78 pluses now. You can maybe win two of those, put an apprentice on when you get near sexy, but then you've got to be good to, yeah. So there is, yeah, there's definite risk. Um, well, there's obvious risk. There's, there's always risk in horse racing, I guess, isn't there? Yeah. But um, yeah, it's all about what they paid. But uh, yeah, it could be a very handy acquisition. Some could be a, a battle hero type P- purchase. Potentially. Um, all right, can you, what, so it feels like the way that this map, I think Miss Kentucky might Miskin- be a slightly better. I think Miss might be a slightly better horse than Pans Down. Yep. It's drawn one inside of it. There's obviously some risk on the freshen up. How how ready to go Miss Kentucky is? I presume Miller's got it um, up and about. Her work would be great. Um, so yeah, I'm look. I'm two dollars twenty Miss Kentucky, but I don't want to back anything else. Like I, none of the other ones really. I'm Long Beach thirteen dollars, so the eighteen is isn't far from an each way bet. But I, you know, I don't really want that to be my play. I don't feel. I don't feel confident about that price. Um, Would you back Gemma's son at a price? Yeah, hundred percent. But I'm Gemma's son, five fifty, and Gemma's son's five bucks. Five bucks. So. I, I was uh, I was two twenty five. Yep. Uh, Miss Kentucky, five dollars. Gemma's son. Yeah, there you yep. go. I think our markets. I think that's genuinely a mirror image. Yeah. So that. Um, so your pants down third favorite. Third favorite. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yep. That's that's telling as well because you've been a uh, loyal. Pans down follower. Has yeah, certainly, I th- he has, certainly hasn't uh, pulled your pans down this campaign. I think has he? he has not. He's uh, he's actually been really good to me. Pans down. Mm. Um, I reckon Miss Kentucky's got a length length and a half on mm. pans down. Plus um, barrier position. Yeah, and has has a year of year more of maturity as well. But I think um, I think Miss Kentucky is a yeah, she's a horse. She's oh, a good horse. She's a good horse, yeah. Good. good. Uh, I like how she went forward at the 1,200 and one That's a sign of a nice little uh, animal. Um, the one thing I'll say is that- and, then, and that wasn't a slow race either. That was a high-pressure race that she set outside the speed on and kept going. Like That was a really, that was just about her best win. So Yeah. Let's wait for Betfair, but um, we might be struggling for a uh, investment here at this rate. Um, yeah, I want to be on Miss Kentucky, but I'm going to need some 240. To play, which is uh, might be slightly ambitious. It also might not be because there's a couple of backable horses in this. No, and uh, last thing I mentioned is Ambiente is back for another crack at racing. Obviously, had lots of uh, lots of uh, soundness issues over the journey. Ambiente hasn't won for 917 days, but uh, William Pike on board, coming off a couple of Lark Hill Barrier trials. Good to see Ambiente back at the races for Liz Stremple, who have patched him up and got him back. Um, moving again. So good luck to him. Definitely not for me here, but uh, good luck to him. Race six, 16 plus two emergencies here for the Peninsula Dining Room Handicap over the 1300 meters of graduation. This was a headache inducing type setup mm. here. And when I was looking at it, I was like, you know what? The only person I know Did that. You say this every time there's a big field. I reckon no, this is your exact the only, line the only every person, single time. The only person who could make sense of this riddle is uh, the one and only Perth racing guru. And I, I reckon he's uh, he's bullish on something. He's found something. Well, we got to find something. Don't you? Something. I told you I'm tipping the card on yep. the, the multi price of the nine races to be about um, tick over a million. I reckon mm. might have a dollar on it. See if any bookmakers willing to take that. Um, I just remember back in the PTT days when Guru was cutting his teeth and he'd find these. These random winners, I was like, "How the fuck has he found that?" And yeah, uh, then, then I'd try, try to um, backtrack over your uh, over your preview and methodology and try to try to work out where you came to. And this just feels like a guru esque kind of uh, kind of setup. Funny you mentioned that because we were talking about that the other day, and I, I and I was talking to Punter Reese Shane Kelly a while ago about it. Um, you sort of, I think back in those days, you're, you're betting a bit less. Well, I'm betting a bit less then, so I'm. Like I'm quite excited about looking for outliers in the market and this and that. 
to be honest with you, these days I, I can't really get on big outliers in the market. So most of my stuff, I'm trying to move to the pointy end. My like the ROI has probably gone down long term, and it has to go down because you're no longer using your own accounts, no longer betting with those corporates early. You have to beat Betfair late, and it's it's obviously all a bit more difficult. But I think that's changed my mindset to some degree in that sense. Um, but it's interesting discussion point for another podcast, perhaps. Yeah. Um, but look, from a speed map point of view, first of all, BJ, I was actually really interested in your thoughts here um, in regards to what occurs. Um, I looked at six horses who could play a part in the speed map. Um, I think a couple will take sits from Awkward Gates, but they were Mr. Delegator from six, the great one from eight, Walk and Wall from 11, um, who can be a susceptible beginner, but uh, has begun well last two at Kalgoorlie. Choice Command from 13 with Cash on, Recharger from 14, and Seminole Brave um, was predominantly ridden forward last start from uh, from the widest alley. They're the six I looked at. I don't reckon that uh, Gino will want to cook Seminole Brave first up, so I reckon he might look at a sit. I reckon Recharger won't have the pace to, um, to cross all those, and I reckon they'll be happy looking for a sit from Wide Gate. Choice Command was ridden sort of with a sit last start, so from 13 with Cash on, I think he'll look to roll forward, but might be an awkward spot. Walk and Wild is a horse that can be ridden with a sit. So in the end, I didn't think it was maybe that much of a hot speed map. I thought maybe Mr. Delegator can control it, even though the 1300 is right on his minimum, and the great one in the breeze. Yeah. How did you? How did you? The, only, the only other horse I'd throw into the mixer is Captain Burglar, perhaps. Yeah, the Berg it doesn't jump. Mm. That's that's why I've got. So they've got a little line of horses just below that skin and tins. Captain Burglar, Fairdew, drawn two, five, and seven. Yep. Um, who will begin reasonably and can muster into a nice spot. But I don't think Captain Burglar's jumping well enough. Okay. To lead some of them. That that was why I had. It. I think they'd be happy to lead. But I don't think it's got the speed to potentially. I thought I thought the Great One would lead. Um, Get across, Mr. D. Yeah, although, mm -hmm. yeah, they're the two. Mr. Delegator, um, first up for Todd Harvey, and uh, the great one, a Victorian import, formerly with Peter Galagotis and now with Steve Wolf. So um, two horses resuming for, for new stables, so tactics will be interesting, but they do appear to be the most likely to find the rail in front, either one of those two. I agree with that. They both look like nice horses. Well, they are, both are nice horses too. The great one's a bit of an unknown first start in the state, but um, Fire Ant actually went super. Um, first up, so that's uh, the great one's form line from that trial is better than it reads. I think real charisma ran third in that trial as well. Yeah, there yep. you go. Um, Mr. Delegator uh, was obviously a super trial. Mitch, Mitch's feet were up on the dashboard. Secret yep. plan got past it. You have to maybe that might be a trial that we need to see see the strength in it though, because both of those were so impressive. But there was a pretty ordinary, the, the rest of them behind it weren't that crash hot. So we'll learn more about that trial, I think, in time. Um, sometimes trials can look. Far better than they are, you know. So that's that's a query. But they, that was it. Couldn't have been any more impressive, Mr. Delegator, in that trial. Which Payton yeah, riding Costa Del Santo? Yeah, I reckon he's opted for Costa. That's mm. that's what I've come up with there. As that Mitch has opted for Costa, he might have. You got to remember, he's been trialing this horse. This is the horse he had a great affiliation with last campaign. He might have agreed to ride this months ago. Yeah. Um. He might have been doing the work, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, uh, I don't think it's. I wouldn't read too much into that. I think if he's looking at an individual who's going to win this race, I think he would have rode Mr. Delegator, but yeah. he's probably looking big picture potentially here okay. with Costa Del Santo. Um, but I, in the end, I don't know if there is as much speed because um, I initially thought, okay, this is going to be an absolute – they're just going to bunch up and well, we well, can look at something down the centre. We can yeah. look at something coming really off speed, like an old-fashioned Belmont winner in a in a bunch 16-horse field. But I think that the speed in this is actually pretty strong. Um, and I think the, the leaders can give a good kick, which means you probably want to be on something which is going to be sort of stalking those or somewhere around them. and um, Midfield, mid-forward. Yeah, and yeah. I, I've, uh, I've for the second time today, um, landed on uh, Holly, Holly Watson, back Watto. 
With Lotto. Yeah. I actually, I'm actually quite quite keen on um, the chances of skin and tins here. Um, first up was huge behind Angelic Mears. Skin and Tins is a, is a horse that can actually jump really well and land in prominent positions. And if you go back through Skin and Tins, all of her best career runs, they've all been from good gates or if not good gates, she's jumped well and been jammed into a really nice spot. Well, um, her run two starts ago wasn't that inferior to Aberdeen, Aberdeen Queen. Aberdeen Queen, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly right. Um, and uh, Ashley Maley was asked that day and Ashley Maley said he preferred Skin and Tins over Megazone. Megazone hasn't gone well since. That's maybe not the biggest um, – uh, well, probably not the biggest point, but yeah. uh, Skin and Tins, even first up, uh, sat pretty much deep most of the trip with 1.8 off Angelic Miss over the unsuitable 1,200 metres. So um, there'll be a few things which turn people off Skin and Tins. One will be the distance, four starts, no wins, no wins below 1,400. But if you go back through uh, Skin and Tins history at the 12, 1300. He's run a length of Son of a God, um, 3.2 off Western Pride when he was deep the trip. And he... Look, on another day, he runs a clear second that day. The 1300, the same journey as this at Belmont. He's run fifth, as you said, nothing, not far off Aberdeen Queen. And, and he's a gate horse as well. He's Sheep. Run, sheep. He's a gate horse as well. So I, I think the fact that she's none for four at the 1300, I, I don't think that just that gives it, that does her justice. I don't think there's any issue with the 1300. She's none for 13 at the track as well. But again, some of the runs at Belmont, like that run second up, um, behind Magna Force, as you just huge. mentioned, comfort me. That was that was huge. It shows she handles the track, no problems. And again, going back a little bit further, that son of a god, um, third beaten a length. That was at Belmont. Um, uh, the Western Pride Runners at Belmont. Second to Fred Dag when Fred Dag was flying. That was at Belmont. I, I don't think there's any issues at Belmont. I just think it's worked out that she hasn't found the right race at Belmont. Um, yeah, I think I the feel, way you feel like I feel like Skid and Tins has raced in better company than this. Hundred yeah. percent. So that's the next thing. And I was talking earlier about Alan Kennedy. So we're, we're going down half a kilo and dropping significantly in weight. And I just about think horses are running better for Holly Watson than they might be for, just, for just Alan rode Kennedy. Just the first winner at Pinjarra. And just rode the first, yeah, unfortunately. Uh, just rode the first winner at, uh, at Pinjarra. So she's they're just that horses really, really like her at the moment. I'd like to see some aggression from the um, from the gate. I don't want to just let flop out. I think I think Ashley Maley will know the secret um, to this horse and know what uh, what her strength has been over the journey. You go back to her win over Beautiful Mind on Karakata Day. She actually won the race after Dig Deep on mm. Karakata. If you go back to her, you go back to through her strengths throughout her uh, her. Her career, it's always been landing in that sort of position A and getting out and rolling and um, putting herself in the finish. And yeah. Um, yeah, I just think she she maps a dream here. And um, I think the leaders are strong. And I think at near twenty bucks, she will give you a big each way sight with some luck. Very good. Yeah, I I can see exactly where you're coming from with skin and tins there, Terry. And um, I feel as though skin and tins might be a might be important horse for the two that that I'm leaning towards. Uh, my Leg up has got a significant cerise and white kind of flavour to it. I think the vortex oh. is starting to whip whip up. Jeez, and I thought these two were a take on. Yeah. Well, I just Devoted Star's no good, is it? I thought it was, I thought it run the other day was pretty good. I thought it was ordinary. Do you reckon? Yeah, I reckon Island Missile was a sig significantly better. That was run. the third horse. So it's, it's eighteen bucks and this is four bucks. Yeah. This this is um I see the blinkers are gone on. Pike sticks, uh, low draw. I uh, I took her on last start. <clears throat> but, Where does she um, get to though? I think she'll be following a horse like Skid and Tins. Isn't she? I don't think she's ever jumped handy. I really worry about her, how genuine she is as a racehorse. Like even when she draws a gate, she tends to end up back near last. Um, yeah, I'm giving you a chance here though, aren't I? Giving, yeah. her, giving her a real real kick. 
Who was who was the one that we laid laid the boots into last week? Uh, you got to be more specific. Laying the boots into it. <laughs> there, was, there was one I was saying. Uh, no, that was two weeks ago. That was leading girl, and you were on the money there. Um, similar similar type setup actually. But yeah, like I had I was clu- clueless in this race. This this was uh, perplexing as far as I was concerned. And what I did do is I thought the uh, the blinkers going on devoted star might might help her. Not be last and just conservative early. Pike just saving her up, weaving through between rows. I remember there was one start last preparation where she rattled home along the fence. She came from like 13th and four, or 14th, something like that at straightening and just went whoosh and ran a close-up third. Uh, Pike's just going to be able to ride her really, really, really quiet with a clean getaway from from that low draw. And if, she, if a horse like Skin and Tins works into the race and cr- creates some space for a horse like Devoted Star to accelerate into, at her best she has closing speed that can worry these. So mm-hmm. uh, my thing was I didn't think she was going to be last and I thought she was going to be close to the fence, so she's going to be taking the shortest way home. Just needs galloping route and to be able to wind up and the blinkers might, might do the trick. Um, and the other horses. Secret Statue, who probably falls into the same category as Devoted Star as a horse who um, hasn't quite done it yet and uh, might not do it, but um, he's, he's going to be – he's got gate one. He, again, he's going to be close to the rail. He's going to be uh, ridden, ridden conservatively, so he should have lots of fuel in the tank to, to launch. So Cerise and White Flavor, Devoted Star, Secret Statue, and I thought that Island Missile was was the great value in the race. I thought his run last start was really good and – just, I'd like to. He just quite hasn't quite been beginning as well as he can recently. Mm. So if CJP can get him to bounce and hold out, bit of a nonny, isn't it? Oh, yeah, mm. yeah, four wins from forty-two or something yeah. like that. I think so. But it's one of those races. I think interesting. You know, with fifty-nine and a half, I would have almost put Zachariah Bow on top with Joe if they kept Joseph yep. as a party on no, the it's horse. Not, it's not a young apprentice. It's just horse. such, a, such a, a challenging ride. horse, yeah. horse to ride. That's and, a wild booking for me. And I, if, I was just like, I wish they had to put uh, Joey as a party or yep. left Joe, Joey as a party on Zachariah Bow because it would have made my life a lot more mm-hmm. uh, easier. So it's a good race for those having a bet. Like per- personally, I think both of those devoted star and secret statue are well under the odds at four fifty and seven bucks. And I, I think if you do want to like Costa del Santo, if it, if it beats me first up with. 60 off a year. Too good. Too good. But yeah. like, if you want to back Costa del Sando, who's, who might have one of the highest ceilings in this race, you're getting your 21. If you want to back Walken Wall, who's actually going super in Kalgoorlie, and Peter Fernie, when he brings him to town, horses go well. Brad Will is on. Like, Walken Wall is capable, more than capable in this grade. You're getting 50 to 1. Like, you're getting the price for the horse you want to back. I, I think a few are unders, um, and that's allowing to get your price. But, I, I was um, 550 the field. So the, yeah. the 440 devoted stars unders, but I expect Betfair to, to shake out in a way that we're going to be able to uh, but whatever horse you want to you want to back, I think we're going to be able to find. Yeah, I think yeah. so. I'm six fifty skin and tins, but there might be a little bit of bias in that. That was my favourite, Mister Delegator seven twenty. I'd secret statue ahead of devoted star in my okay. market, just a little bit more genuine. But um, yeah, I think both will be. Dispersal horses soon as well, <laughs> to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, good uh, good race. If Walk and Wild keeps getting out, that, that could be Maddie territory as well. So um, skin and tins each way. I think I made that clear, didn't I? Cerise and White for me. All right, the Vortex. The Vortex. Uh, another full field to face the starter here. Race seven is the Crown Perth Handicap over 2,200 metres. So we're going dig deep day, cross to the Canfield, all, all, all roads sort of point towards the uh, Crown Perth, don't they? 
Yeah, they do. Yeah, if you were if you were a betting man, you'd uh, you'd have something on the Ascot Camfield Crown Perth treble. <laughs> I'd suggest probably on the if you want to do a quartet, you'd love a little Maccas or Kebab run at the end of that, I reckon as well. But um, yeah, you probably stand those out in order. Uh, I'm sick of these staying. I'm I'm off kilter with these staying races a little bit, BJ. Um, in saying that, I think we were stiff not to get the money with Born to try. Uh, did you watching the replay again? Did you understand what I said about um, Pike tried on on Born to Try and he thought the horse wasn't going that well, and then he sort of sat up for a second, and then he's gone, "Oh shit, this is actually bolting." Um, rare occasion. That it was gone. a funny ride in a funny race. In a, it was just it, that whole race was just off. Like Secret Pearls three wide, no cover the entire, and still runs second. It's Black Shadow leads, gets crossed. Gets dragged back on the turn, rails, kicks, and wins. Like, you know, Born to Try sticks to the rail, it wins by three because he would have ended up having the back of Black Shadow. It was just, it was wild. And uh, what's the horse that I like? The horse that I like in this race is uh, Blackwater Bay. He was following Secret Pearl and, then the could, and couldn't get past it. Just gave it up. You, did you come up? So, with Blackwater Bay, and I, I took some of McManus's eight bucks this morning. Yeah. It's, it's now not really backable. I've marked Blackwater Bay a $5.80 favorite. It's yeah. a pretty open race. Did you put it down to the fact that maybe Blackwater Bay is a better horse held up for one little crack at him and not pulling out? Maybe they're obviously carrying the weight as well. Yeah, I think I think he's I think he's just raw at the moment. He's a ten start four year old. Needs to be on the grill for a little think, bit longer. I think he's I think he's got some, a lot more maturing to do. Correct, and uh, he was ridden tough with fifty nine kilos the other day. That might be the way to ride a horse like Secret Pearl, but. I just think that he was exposed a long way from home. He had to. He was just improving all the time, rather than say born to try who did who did nothing, and then was asked to accelerate over the last six hundred meters. Blackwater Bay was sort of edging its way or getting dragged into the race by Secret Pearl the whole way. So sort of had to sustain a higher sort of speed than some of them just to keep in, encroaching into the race. And with fifty nine kilos. Um, just felt the pinch. Still late. a bit disappointing, I think. Yeah, I, I agree. I just feel as though the the weight drop back to fifty four, a more conservative steer from Gate Six CJP, produced at the right time, Blackwater Bay could go whack. That's why you also yeah. get your price here as well. Yeah, weight swings are really interesting. Black Shadows down two, Secret Pearl down two and a half, Blackwater Bay down five, Born to Try down eight. Yeah, it's uh, it's yeah. We we just, I talk, just said to you before. We need to talk about that, don't we? Yeah, Born to Try carries fifty nine, doesn't claim carries fifty four, and opts for the three kilo kid from a wide gate. Lindsay, what's what's happened there, Lindsay? It's um it's a very confusing stuff. As I said to you before, we, we kicked off here. If, if there's a three wide line, and this isn't a race with a huge amount of speed, to be honest, but in a 16 horse field, there'll be mid race moves and things will be happening here. It wouldn't surprise me if with the 51, the instructions to Kesha get rolling at the thousand. You it, know, it feels like a sort of it's like oh, we'll just ch check Chuck Kesha or a, uh, like a riding fee and scratch. It just it's such a bizarre. Yeah, it's a very odd one. Yeah. yeah, look, there's other jockeys available. I don't think Brad Parnham's got a steer. Has Chris um, Parnham been wrong? Yeah, Chris has got Lady Duckworth. Oh, Lady Duckworth. But there was plenty of other options. It wasn't like they were. Um, yeah, there wasn't. Uh, Brad Parnham does a little bit of riding for Lindsay Smith, I think. So there was. There were options there. Um, if if Keshaw with the fifty one gives this a seven or an eight out of ten, it will win. Yeah, but. It's what it's, price do you want to take? To, yeah, what to price do you want out? that he's going to give it a seven or an eight out of yeah. ten? Because with the fifty one, I, I still think it's. Got a fair bit of upside. I mean, then, then you're looking at the adornment double-digit form as well, and I think they're two horses we can take on here. That was the worst five-horse field you've ever seen. Miss Brown's boy gone on the turn. Mozzarati gone on the turn. Bella's idol held, held up. up the whole so there was only two. Right, there was only two horses in it. It was adornment and double-digit. Adornment for me, this is harder. I think Bo thought there was a cutaway, didn't you? Oh, <laughs> Jesus, it goes up three kilos, loses Pike, draws wide. 
Adornment will have to be seriously good. Brad went up three fifty. Three fifty. That's that a, a, that's that a, a moment? Grow, that's a grow up. Yeah, that yeah. trade. This trade's ten bucks. It, it, look, with the right ride, it can probably so much has to go do you reckon, up. Do you reckon kilos. anyone, anyone back to three fifty? Anyone hope, in the world? I hope so. I hope they get unlimited. They should get an unlimited <laughs> account, and, and then let us know where they are, and we can have a sting with them. No, we wouldn't do that. Um, come on, Brad. Yeah, come, come on, Brad. Brad. But um, yeah, look. Run this race a few like Black Shadow maps really nicely again. Weight swings aren't in his favour, but um, geez, he does nothing wrong. Black Shadow, like, he just absolutely does nothing wrong. So he puts Deary himself man. there. He tries his guts out. He's honest. Uh, Black Shadow, he's yep. got, he's got to be a major player again. Question for you: Four eighty Blackwater Bay, six sixty Born to Try, eight bucks Black Shadow Secret Pearl. So question for you: If Play Holly Watson was on double digit, would be no. would we be doing the money mailing thing? No. Honestly, no. Okay, no. No, have we say nothing again? No. no, definitely not. Definitely not. Not double digit yet. No, not okay. double digit Just yet. Wait, hold. We're gonna hold. All yeah, right. we. Might, I don't. I think the rating is up to it's and yeah, difficult, difficult. Not impossible, but I'm. Yeah, the twenty bucks isn't for me. But yeah, Blackwater Bay for me. Uh, I was five fifty the field again, so I struggled to get a really good, really good handle. Uh, but he's still, still six dollars. I think I'll be able to have a bet. Uh, see Brad. When would Brad go up eight? Blackwater Bay. So. Uh, Blackwater Bay on top. I thought Secret Pearl was just huge the other day. Drops in weight. Should have, uh, uh, I told you this last time. Yeah, Secret Pearl should have won two, two starts, starts back. Yeah, Pikey was asleep at the wheel um, when Maserati, I think it was, circled him. And Secret Pearl's biggest strength is being able to sustain stay. that run. It's a yeah. stay. Well, it's a, a stay. stay. Yeah. It's a yeah. true stayer. And Pikey just sat there, let it go around it, and that was the race gone. If he gets going then puts it into the race. So what are we, say, what are we telling Jordan Turner when we leg him up? Uh, well, I think Jordan will settle midfield and he won't be afraid to get rolling, get rolling if he yeah. can find some cover. Um, but, yeah, it's obviously a risk with a new jockey going on. It's one I would have – with the 51 and a half and the style of racing, I would have loved to see Keshaw um, stick Keep on. Keep the ride, yeah. Yeah, but obviously um, it's a pretty good offer to ride Born to Try. So um, I, I think the winner comes from those four, though, Blackwater Bay, Born to Try, Black Shadow, Secret Pearl. Me too. I'll back the value. I wanted to back Born to Try, but I'm just surprised it's three fifty four bucks. He might get some, some wobbles late, but um, – yeah. Oh, look, at current prices, I'll tip Blackwater Bay, but I might end up backing Secret Pearl. Blackwater Bay on top for me, Secret Pearl, the biggest danger, and uh, you can never, ever underestimate Black Shadow. No, exactly right. We'll continue to do so. Race eight, here we go. It's the feature of the day. It's the Wait for Age 2,000-metre Breast Cancer Research Centre of WA Strickland Stakes, Group 3 over the 2,000 metres, and, of course, the champ, the one-one pinup boy dig deep. He takes his place as his first crack over the journey, and uh, like his uh, like his part owner, stamina apparently is part of the key. Because uh, did you know that the Pierce brothers got the DNA testing done for dig deep, and uh, it's everything point towards a Perth Cup horse. So we're, yeah, you're planning sure railway stakes, but all along he's uh, he's a Perth Cup horse, Terry. We were aware of this DNA testing. Like the girl on the uh, the taco ad, you know, the Mexican taco ad? Yeah. They're holding in the air. She says, why can't we have both? Exactly, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know about a Perth calf. I'm not sure if Caracatta winners are winning a 1,200 then up to 2,400. Well, how can you – you can't surely. you can't deny science, surely. No, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, dearie, mate. Yeah, look, I'm um, – Were you – hang on. Were you aware of the, the – Yeah, we yeah, yeah. We knew a couple of months ago they yeah, did it actually. So, yeah, no, right. you got to keep the DNA testing quiet. Cool. Don't, don't make Manus getting a hold of it before he does the prices. Yeah. yeah. So we'll, we'll pop, up, pop him up for Because it was headlines – 
yesterday. Oh, it's headline. <laughs> isn't it? I don't think there's an article that Dig Deep goes. I don't think it goes around in a race without an article. D- being it says D- DNA testing confirms Dig Deep. A DNA will testing win the Perth Cup. D- declared it for the Strickland and says it's going to be hard to beat in the Perth Cup. So there you go. Does um, it, he just he just he just creates a buzz. It's, there's always a buzz yeah. about. Oh, Dig he's for Deep, the he's it? for the people, really. Yeah. Isn't he? At the end of the day, you know, got some got some good owners. The McGees, got the, the Pierces, got obviously Amaro. You got to back yourself. That's the key. You do. Um, yes. Uh, look from a look. Very simply, I think uh, I think this race will, will come down to two major chances, BJ. But I think the key thing with this race is a little spot that I'm going to call position A, and position A here, BJ, um, which is the position three horses will be vying for, will be on the back of dance music. Uh, this doesn't look like a race with any uh, serious amount of tempo. It should be run pretty similar to the um, Hyperion, to be honest with you. I think dance music uh, is your obvious leader. Taxigano, I'm expecting to be ridden more aggressively from the outside gate. I agree. Could come across to the breeze. Um, and that's that's it speed-wise. So I think dance music will give Taxigano a kick, even though I think Taxigano is going pretty well. And I think it can, it can run a race here. I think the spot on the back of dance music will be such a nice spot to be. The Velvet King's obviously got barrier one, so it's got the – advantage that's probably the spot that um that's the obviously the gate that's the most likely to land on the back of it but obviously the velvet king can, can cook the starts naughty by nature is a funny horse from the gates as well because it it jumps super some days jumps first and other days it actually bombs it um so if the velvet king makes a mess of it naughty by nature then gets second crack at the back of dance music and if both of those do while, while dig deep isn't a great beginner. He's now a pretty consistent beginner. He's getting out and he musters into it pretty consistently. So if both of those two make a little bit of a mess of it, dig deep and come across and get the back of dance music. And for me, I'm not overly confident he would dig deep at all. If we're going to win the race, that's a spot we need to be Box in. That's the spot. I think and we win it by, like Valor Road sort of won the Hyperion last week, by not by default, but by the way the race is run, you're in the right spot. Position, position yeah, A. Position A, exactly right. So um, position A in this race is everything and that's the uh, the key thing to watch here bj but um yeah look i think uh, i think we'll be talking about leading girl and and the velvet king and i think those two and the way they finished off at the hyperion they're the two to watch here the velvet king's definitely a worry at the 2000 for me um i know that their camp have said that it isn't an issue but um i definitely think he's a better horse 14 max 1600 so the 2000 is a worry leading girl the 2000 won't be an issue so i'm i'm in the leading girl camp here um a little bit worried about the map and the fact that the velvet king could get position a as i just said um but slight lean leading girl for me bj after knocking her last week we'll um we'll jump on the bandwagon and um i've marked her a three dollar favorite okay i initially i was gonna go with the leading girl uh, as well. However, we're back and watch that replay of the Hyperion and the Velvet. Like that was just yeah, it was that the was, best run by Paris. <laughs> Should have won. That was wild. How big that run from yep. the world. And the thing that interested me, like yeah, they went really slow. But the Velvet leading girl was following the Velvet King uh, on the turn and into the straight. And the Velvet King just put a length or two on her, like really quickly. When Michi stoked him up and. Uh, was trying to weave through between runners and eventually ended up getting chopped out. It's a skill was, set we hadn't seen from the Velvet King in the past. But the, what I liked is, and maybe it was because Pike was sort of having to wait until the Velvet King got rolling, but it looked like the Velvet King just was a bit sharper point to point. And um, Leading Girl, I feel as though that 
the margin got exacerbated by the fact that the Velvet King got chopped out late. So what happened was uh, Brad Ruwilla had to push her out from underneath Money Matters to get around the heels of dance music and that pushed Money Matters out and that led to the Velvet King running into a dead end and the Velvet King was like um, uh, Mitchy Pateman was checking off heels, trying not to fall on the line whereas Leading Girl was, was, was improving uninterrupted to the line. So I can see why people want to um, be on leading girl, and obviously she's <clears throat> going to be really hard to beat. Interesting to know that that's it's a swan song, mm. um, which is uh, yeah, which is um, so. This is supposed to uh, reportedly her, her final start before she goes off to the breeding barn, leading girl. So they'll be chasing, eager to get some uh, secure some black type for her pedigree page. But I just think that the Velvet King that Belmont Sprint win was awesome. He really should have won the Hyperion. Only has to begin evenly, and he ran third in this race last year behind pretty good horses, Material Man and Perfect Jewel. And Mississippi uh, Delta, is that Bell? Who was the Perth Cup winner, Terry? Yep, uh, Delta. Mississippi Delta ran fourth. So that was a good edition of the Strickland Stakes, perhaps even stronger than this year's edition. So for me, the Velvet King, I think he's uh, he's going to be able to run out in the 2,000 metres just fine, especially considering this is going to be low pressure. And, um, yeah, like I think Leading Girl is going to have to, at weight for age, she's going to have to be spotting him, what, two, two and a half, three lengths on straightening. Is she going to be good enough to get over the top of him? The only way I think that the Velvet King gets beat is if um, – uh, just that 2,000 metres comes back to, to haunt him late on the line and we know that the, the Peters runners will, will run out the, the journey strongly but for me I'm pretty keen. I think the Velvet King's got a bit got a bit of a class edge on her and I think he'll get the job done. Um, something outside the box, I think come play with me. No luck at all in the Hyperion. It's a shame uh, he was, was, was back wide, was ugly and um, but I think he can elevate significantly up to the 2,000 metres with uh, Joey Azapati going on board. Yeah, no, I agree. Come play with me is the other uh, big improver. It's just a shame um, they couldn't draw a gate with come play with me because it's going to have to um, probably have to come from it's going to be last, back with the leading it? girl. Yeah, yeah. It is. it's just not the ideal setup. But you look at a horse that's um, yeah seven for nine Belmont, three for six uh, the distance. A very strong Belmont, uh, two thousand meter away for age profile, isn't it? So, yeah. Um, but yeah, with the Velvet King, you're basically backing if it gets to two thousand. Last yeah. year Strickland, it definitely didn't. I mean, you've got to look at the fact Perfect Jewel ran second, and Perfect Jewel doesn't get two thousand either, and Perfect Jewel was stronger over the two. Like Perfect Jewel doesn't get eighteen hundred. Yeah. Um, so that that's your big, big, big query here. The one thing I'd, I'd say is if, if they don't begin well with the Velvet King, don't be afraid to settle three back the fence. Yeah. With what I saw last start, and if you run out the two thousand, like you'll you can out sprint these. Like don't yeah. be don't be afraid. Don't oh we don't need to be you don't need to be right on speed here. Like you can because yeah, he's not pulling can, or anything. Like he, yeah. So he's um he's got a turn of foot that I didn't know he had. So yeah. um yeah if he runs out the the two thousand very hard to beat. Just the safe option. We've seen leading girl. Leading girl to me does look like a two thousand meter horse. And before I found out leading girl was being retired, I thought it would be a Perth Cup horse. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm I'm three dollars leading girl. So I think there's three fifty available. That's that's the way I'm leaning. Um. But um. Yeah, it should be a cracking horse race, and hopefully we're both wrong, BJ. Yeah. I, yeah. I had them both evenly marked. I had them both three dollar chances. So mm -hmm. um, couldn't really split them, but. TVK on top and uh, good luck to Dig Deep. Well, like one last question. KC. Mm -hmm. uh, no. No? Yeah, it can like – we saw last campaign to put in that one big run amongst a bunch of ordinary ones. But uh, no, and I don't like Neville's comments either. Like he's 
coming out every start and making excuses. Yeah, he's, and now he's saying we might write it more positive after last start. We're saying we need to write it more negative, and nothing ran on and this and that. But, well, the, but the, you still the, didn't the, run a good last two. Thing, you still didn't put in the, the thing last that two. was damning for me was the way Uni Time just went past KC really yeah. quite comfortably and, yeah. and really ran on. And now um, he's going to try and write it forward over two thousand, oh, a bit more positively over two. It just. Just chasing the tail and going around in circles, but um, it's bizarre it, it for a, it's, it's bizarre for a horse who was ultra consistent. Uh, her last preparation, she's gone zero one, mm. zero zero, and now this and they were proper zeros, zero nine. Yeah, yeah, ordinary. they weren't just unlucky. Yeah, like you know, they were proper poor runs. Uh, yeah. In big races, but it went. She went poorly. So, yeah. Look, if she comes out and wins, then um, good on them. Great training performance. But, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I can't have her now. Yeah, I'd love to see her back at her best, but she just something's not right, not not clicking into gear for Casey at the moment. We saw the market clear out in the Hyperion with leading girl and Velvet King, um, two sixty four bucks. Yeah, were you surprised thing. with how how hard the Both market? Both very yeah. hard. Um, I reckon it'll be just exactly the same, but probably harder because there's no Valor Road to take up some uh, money and, and a couple of others that are missing from the Hyperion as well. So I reckon you'll see some, it will just be a clear out job. So if you do want to back something else, and as I've said to the few dig deep owners, I reckon we can just hold fire and, you know, we'll see our uh, our price late. But, um, yeah, I think a bit's going to need to go right for the champ. In saying that, I've knocked the champ. I've knocked the champ on um, a couple of occasions um, and he's got up at big prices. So. Yeah, maybe that's what he needs. Colin Pierce will love this, and I'm knocking him. Ben will love it even more. So, this is the little, what the little would, impetus. What, what would Dan be saying? Uh, <laughs> we got Dan on there uh, on the bet fair edge tomorrow. BJ. Oh, the bet fair edge. Yes, we got Dan on the bet fair edge. So I've been not, uh, I've been not imitating just, uh, just at the minute. I might, <laughs> might save that for the show. So you and Miles tomorrow. Dan, Dan can interview Dan. Um, yes, Miles and I will be on air at three o'clock. Uh, the bet fair edge. Cripper, will be joining us. Dan Pierce. What channel is it again? Uh, it's on. Uh, <laughs> No, go on, go, go on, on, get stuffed. But what? what six, what? six, five, seven on the six, app. Six, five, seven. Yeah, just, yeah. just download the app. It's a lot easier on the yeah. app. Yeah, yeah, let's go to the app. Yeah. Um, but BJ, I'm going to re reverse the roles here. What, what time is it? It's the get out stakes time, Guru. S T E A K S. Yeah, fluent. Yes, and uh, yeah, the extremely popular Twitter based competition, get out stakes. Proudly sponsored by Market City Meats, the largest retail butcher shop in Perth, located at the Canningvale Markets on Bannister Road. Timmy Hewitt, Tim and his team, good operators out there at Market City Meats. Swing past, say good day. Timmy will look after you. That is for sure. Congratulations to Rod Perry. Now, Rod was nearest the pin with his Comfort Me 1.2 selection. The official was 1.16 lengths and uh, one. Uh, one of our listeners, Scott, he did comment that um, he was closest with the two decimal points. See, Rod only went the one. But um, what I did like about what Scott had to say was that he used the correct get-out stakes etiquette, mm. two decimal places. So how Scott lost? Well, he wasn't actually cl closer, but Rod didn't put the second decimal place in, if you know what I mean. So, uh, mm, sounds like uh, you got Scott got ripped off. Yeah, he Scott ripped off. <laughs> Scott got stitched up. No, uh, so but for all of you guys out there, we do prefer the two decimal uh, points. So and uh, and remember, Terry, the Sam White rule. First in, best past the post dressed. Yeah, that's the Get Out Stakes race nine at Belmont on Saturday at the one one pod on Twitter. Get your entries in. Don't miss out. First past the post. Uh, I've had I've enjoyed the card and been pretty keen to tip the majority. The last three, I must admit, race seven, eight, nine of the three races, I'm probably not as keen on to get uh, too stuck into. Um, so, what do you got for us here, BJ? We two dollars fifteen. You're in the vortex. That's a vortex. Two dollars fifteen. Gee whiz, that's thin, isn't it? Can you do a vortex? Uh, I I I can throw one of those balls. You know, <laughs> <one of those. laughs> 
Yes. Down at the beach. Get, yeah. the, get the rig out. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Uh, yeah. What are we doing here, BJ? Two dollars fifteen. Bright diamonds. Um, bright diamonds going to be popular. Uh, you're either, are you either going to be back in the favourite, or you're going to be uh, yeah, well, you, you're well, going to be searching. You're going to be searching for something else. Something well, my else. rule here is we're going to decide a backable price, and I made my backable price two dollars eighty five. So I'm nowhere near my backable well, price. Well, my at backable the price was three dollars. So well, there you go. Yeah. So the, the two fifteen. That's why I can't. Yeah, we can't just sit here. Obviously, Bright Diamond makes sense to a degree, but she's a charmer and um, Comfort may have made that form look good. But Bright Diamond, there's no real way about it. Bright Diamond was still a little bit, well, still was poor. Playing. From, it was, it was, was its was, worst run. Even on numbers, it was its worst run by several lengths. Um, look, at, I don't think it was suited. You can look at the second up factor, but it did have two trials, so I wasn't as perturbed about that. You can look at the fact that perhaps Pikey rode a bit closer, even though it has settled that closer in the past and perhaps couldn't let down. You could look at the fact they just ran into two really nice horses. Yeah. But I still don't find – I still don't think she fit, hit the line I all thought, that well. I thought she, she was keen early. I think sometimes, yeah, sometimes uh, yeah. Pike uh, – Should be better what, off settling a pair further back here. Sometimes Pike, they don't look like they're – Pulling with him, but they actually yeah. are, if you know what I mean. So uh, it, it, there's a point in the race where the camera angle shifts, but if you catch the right camera angle, you could see that Pike sort of almost had his feet on the dashboard there mm -hmm. for a bit. So I've noticed that the lugging bit has gone on. So I don't know how that helps for over racing. Definitely a risk at your two dollars ten. Though. But they, they've they've made a change. So obviously something something came up from that in their review of that last start that's led to them to put the lugging bit on. So mm. um, I'm forgiving. I think Bright Diamond. Uh, I'm forgiving, but it's all about the two twenty, two fifteen. If that's not the bet, then we've got to. There's got to be. Uh, there's got to be a winner. There's got to be a value elsewhere. If we're looking at three dollars as our bet price, and it's two twenty. Well, my, taking up my my leg up was as follows: Bright Diamond on top, the Spruker, who hasn't done a lot right, but he's going to need. He has going to. He's going to need a lot to go right on mm. the day from from gate thirteen. Then I was going to throw to you and see what you thought of Mister Genoa. I thought that this could be a nice race for him and the. Uh, the two horses and their very best form would put them right in the mix as Lonsdale Lady and Cousin Ivan. Yeah, so that's what I came up with. Now in, with Danny, in my leg up. now with Danny Morton. Yeah, um, look, you can you can find a bit of value in a few different ways. Plain Marika has had much luck this prep. Goes best for Lucy. Draws a gate. Gets yep. a nice running transit. You're getting twenty dollars each way. I'm fourteen. Uh, Lonsdale Lady um, with a nice trial, but dear, was slowly away in the trial. Geez, how many races did she cook last prep by being slowly away? Yeah, I've marked her a clear second favourite. So at eleven dollars each way, she makes sense. But in, in saying that, BJ probably not a horse you want to back each way at three dollars thirty. You can ruin her chances out, out the gates but if she gets out cleanly then the $11 is really good value so um blinkers go on here first up last prep moral beaten uh and then no sorry first up two preps ago moral beaten first up last prep beat uh leading girl and then had a little freshen up and that first up run in that little freshen up um was huge in the listed 1200 meter race one by miss frost yeah. so she's a, a a man that goes best fresh i think we can determine her trial was super um blinkers on Blinkers are on, yeah. I think Kieran's just trying to sharpen her up and get her out the gates. If yeah. if he can land her in a really nice spot, stalking the speed, um, yeah, she's got some really nice. Uh, like she was so unlucky the rest of that prep. She didn't draw a gate, or she kept missing the kick in the Jungle Dawn Starstruck, the Latrice. They've ended up being good form races, those mares races. Yeah. So just for the she's list, a lot when for, Super Dance Music obviously has just uh, naughty by nature, naughty by nature, Abbey Queen. Queen, yeah, Rationale. Just for the listeners, Lonsdale Lady. Blinkers first time crossover mm -hmm. nose has had the winkers on crossover nose off tongue tight off tongue bit on 
So Kieran's uh, having a play around, having a yeah, play yeah. around yeah. that always worries me. Yeah. But I, I get that because Lonsdale Lady is a horse with a lot of ability, but I could imagine she'd be very difficult to train and very difficult to get right. Yeah. But um, Kieran does a really good job with her. And, and look, if she steps cleanly and Jade can get her out the gates and, and just park in behind what is a reasonable little tempo and park on the back of a horse like No Surrender, gee, she's, she's going to be really, really hard to beat because she is – and when she was winning those races, she always goes around at a big price yeah. as well and goes around at probably over my quoted price. So, um, What do you think of Mr. Janelle? Yeah, I, I was on Mr. Janelle last night at Kalgoorlie and after the race I said if that was a – he gave it a 10. Yep. Um, and, it, and it beat a horse who didn't really frank that form. I, I have – Mr. Janelle does a lot wrong. Definitely think it can win. Pete's brought it up and Pete, as I said, Pete doesn't bring him up for no reason. Um, 1,400's right on um, – Right on his, his limit, yeah, yeah, it is right on his max as well. So, yeah. but from three back the fence, Mr. Janelle is, yeah, definitely capable of running a race. Um, but there's 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 a few of these oh, you could back each way at the right price. I mean, no, no surrender, put put a line through its last run, and you're talking, you've got the leader, and it's a nice map because Zephyr Queen isn't beginning well, so you've probably got a pretty soft lead for no surrender, can go at its own pace. This is a yard that can get them to run last 20 lengths and they win two weeks later. That's yeah. that's probably Darren um, McCaller's strength. So no surrender is going to go around at nearly 20 to one here. I'm, I'm 12 bucks, no surrender. So I'm going to decide overnight and maybe talk about it on the bet fair edge, which way I'm going to play this there's, race. There's other horse in the race. I mean, Bad Wolf was huge in that Naughty by Nature race. Was, <laughs> so just, just from the barrier. Where's, I don't know where it's going to get from yeah. 14. So. Yeah, it was better than, just about better than Aberdeen Queen. Yeah, it was a really good run. Mm. So yeah. 1,000 to 1,600 too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for mine, Bright Diamond. If I can, if I can get high two, three dollars around that mark, which may happen depending on uh, how the day shakes out on um, on Betfair, Betfair.com.au. That's the way I'll go. The Spruker, really nice three-year-old. He's he's just improving all the time. And uh, but um, positivity from the Hydro, I think, might be the key for the Spruker, and um, just needs to find a suitable running position to to fight out the finish. But yeah, it's a tough day. It's a tough way to end the day, it is. especially if you're um, looking at getting the the favourite beat because it's like, okay, we'll get this favourite beat, but who? Yeah. Who, who, who? So That's sometimes the thing. You look at it and go, okay, so over the odds is Lonsdale Lady playing Marika. No surrender. no surrender for me. So they're the three. So I back those for a – they're what, 11s, 2017. So I back them all for an equal result. What, what, what are you taking, 10, 15, 6, 21? So you're taking probably just under five bucks about one of those three to win, but there's – there's others then the Spruker can beat me, just Genoa can beat me, Cousin yep. Ivan can beat me. Playing Marika. So is the $5 value for that Dutch? Yeah. You know, it is according to my market, but um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm going to probably hold fire and um, and see if Betfair throws something up wild or if it gives me my 280, 290, the favourite. Yep. Um, but yeah, I, I think we can, if, if the, if the favourite trades 210, 220, let's risk it and get it beaten. If it, if it beats me then, good on it. Good on it. Yeah. Too, too good. All right, well, that brings our preview to a close. Terry? a lot of confidence all the whole way through until the last where I basically said take on the favourite but back it if you get the price it's uh yeah it is really but I mean everyone's going to everyone's going to be looking at these races later in the day thinking oh hang on like which like this is you're going to be you're going to be taking in as much information as you can all the way up to, to start time before you some I think a lot of people will be making their final decisions in the yeah, last exactly right. five two minutes of running this doesn't have betting. the profile of a drifter though that's one thing is it this um right mm -hmm. and, uh, it doesn't have the profile of a horse that'll probably wobble out the gates all that much I'd suggest so mm. um interesting great great way to finish from a from a uh if you're looking for some value a lot of people I think will look to get bright diamond beaten and a lot of other people will make bright diamond their best mm. I think it'll be very polarizing It'll be like it's in the North Pole. <laughs> It'll be a big bear. 
All right, let's have a look at our best and our lays, BJ. You got one? Kick us off. Uh, my leg up best was Miss Kentucky. The way that the prices have shaken out this morning, though, she's I won't a allow it. Bitch, yeah, Terry's Terry's made a ruling. I'm going to go with Secret Plan as my bet fair oh, best for good day. Reckon he's well placed, low weight, low draw. Prices good enough for me. Secret Plan, my bet fair best. Uh, it was a toss up for me, um, but I'm going to go with Aberdeen Queen just over Skin and Tins. Um, skin and Tins, love it. Well, price wise, yeah, uh, that made sense. But I've got Aberdeen Queen just under even money. As I said, this is last chance saloon. But uh, after beat the bro, that is such a thin race. <laughs> yeah, she's just got to be winning this. Yeah. Uh, so Aberdeen Queen is my best to uh, end a little streak of outs. I've been stopping my best. Richie recently. Pateman getting those little yeah. uh, chicken wings. Yeah, we need to get a best up here. So yeah. Aberdeen Queen race number three. All right, who is your betfair lay? Ah, uh, look, I, I struggled for a lay here at, at the prices. Uh, I'm going to take you on one of your top selections. That's Devoted Star, yep. uh, $4.50, race six. Um, just just jury out how genuine she is after her first that runs for me. So we'll take her on at the $4.50 in a race with plenty of value. Okay. I was thinking about taking on adornment mm -hmm. in the staying race but what i'm going to take do, her on at brad's price yeah that well that's the thing she's now she's getting out to like six seven dollars so, so for me i'm i'm thinking that i might take on the uh, the riding change here race four number three vain tempest with the junior oh. rider on board i'm gonna uh, she's that's vain tempest is my lay i reckon that'll be my late money i reckon vain tempest so yeah. we're taking each other on a bit here yeah. that's my topic is your lay your topic in that one well, I yeah, like that. well my best is in that race as well that's kind of weird like but anyway go. we don't want to just be friends all the yeah. time we've got to take each other on a bit yeah a bit exciting um maddie i'm excited I think so. Look, Maddie's meant to be twenty dollars plus. Skin and Tinder's eighteen with one agency. We're going to accept that, BJ. It's boost. Yeah, we're going. Oh, Jenny's <laughs> I hate that. Uh, skin and Tins. Uh, who probably might see twenty bucks bet fair. I'm not sure what that'll do market wise. To be honest with you, um, that's a race that yeah, there could be a stack of money for different horses. They uh, devoted star, secret star, horse that could really get the wobbles. They could stay firm. I. It's just a very hard race to um, get a gauge on market-wise. But skin and tins, I reckon, is near that $20 mark. And just with um, the fact that I'm pretty keen, I think we'll make her the Maddie. Okay. Cousin Ivan is pretty mad for me in, yeah. in race nine, but my Maddie that I'm going to settle on is in the feature. Yeah. Uh, number one, come play with me. Currently so. currently $23, I think. He, I actually had him third favourite, believe it or not. So, yeah, yeah. equal third favourite. Equal third favourite with leading girl. Uh, not leading girl. Um, dance music. $10. Oh, there you go. Yeah. yeah. No, I can definitely see that. The, the thing I've got in my notes is that, um, I don't think Adam Durant, very probably the informed trainer in Western Australia, would continue on with the preparation unless he thought the horse was right. So it was a month between runs going into the Hyperion too. So I reckon this is the race that they've said. 100% yeah. it is, yeah. This, just, is, this um, is his race. And geez, give, it, yeah. give it barrier one and it's probably $15 instead of 23. I'll probably mark it six or seven. Just yeah. from the gate has to out sprint leading girl, which um, isn't an impossibility. Yep. So, no, I like that as a, as a Mandy BJ. I think I'm about $16, $17 come play with me. So, a little bit above my price too. Okay. Uh, well, that brings our preview of Strickland Stakes oh, Day to a, a conclusion. One. It was a long one. Uh, H Train. Hey, Train, he, can, yeah. he he continues on his merry way in our WA Racing Mastermind. That's three on the bounce for, for Fraser Hay. And uh, thanks again to Michael Heaton for jumping on. And uh, as we said in the in the Mastermind coverage there, that uh, we need to get Michael back on to do a preview with us sometime soon. Yeah, we need to go a three-manner sometime in the next couple of weeks. But uh, well done to the to the, the weapon. What is he, the weapon? Hey, Train. Yeah. Hey, Train. What are they called, Jack Stringer? 
Oh, the, the package. The package. Yeah, yeah the, package, the weapon yeah. from going with uh, Stephen Dank or something from Essendon. We don't want. <laughs> we don't want to be. Uh, yeah, none of that type of business. Uh, no, well done to the package. Uh, uh, the the hay train's done it again. Um, big day Saturday out there. Come say hello. Have a drink. Come and take a photo with me after Dick Date wins. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, across <laughs> to the Canfield, watch the uh, watch the D's and the Bombers. Just looking forward to a good weekend. Looking forward to only a couple of Pinjara, the Savo. But most importantly, until next week on the 1-1.